Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. My voice Sorry. just went really croaky because <laughs> it's so Sorry. early. <laughs> I was going to say I'm quite I'm quite raring to go this morning, um, oh. but uh, lots of people clutching their coffees to keep them keep them alive <laughs> in the morning. You can tell we're all actors and performers. What? Time before midday. <laughs> I mean, three of us were out in the freezing cold being fairies last we were, night. Like, we, were. we were fairying out last night. <laughs> Without context, that just sounds so weird. <laughs> yeah, we are fairying it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, three of us are, um, are, are playing flower fairies at uh, an event at Seedley Castle called the Festival of Lights. I um, didn't think I was, I didn't know I was a flower fairy. Am I a flower fairy? Well, it's, he says flower fairies so that it's not like we're Christmas fairies because we're not Christmas uh, fairies. Oh, we're not Christmas we fairies. Okay. We're more whimsical than that. We are whimsical no, as fuck. <laughs> Every day is Christmas when you're a fairy. Yeah. yeah. If you would like to find out what the hell we're talking about, Go check out Sudley Castle Spectacle of Light and get tickets, although it's very difficult because the lot of pretty much sold out. It's pretty much sold out, yeah. So, hello, everyone. This is our last episode of... um, Well, it's not quite our last episode. Don't be too sad. It's our last (laughs) episode of season two of Just Us League. Um, Roll the Damn Dice will be back. Uh, When, Stephen? Um, it will be January the 9th, Sunday. I assume we're most probably going to stick to our normal scheduling time of 7 p.m., um but yes 7 p.m on january the 9th we're from the ashes dm'd by connor uh, and and podcast will be the following friday um which is what the i can't this is bodes well i can't do the maths maths. you're dyslexic it's fine the the, the 12th t of january (laughs) 12th t of january 12th t of january uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is our last episode of this season, guys. So it's quite um, uh, it's exciting and sad. But yes, we'll be back with from the ashes um, with some characters you will recognise us. Rec- some of you will recognise if you've been with us from the beginning. Um, uh, some character, the same characters you got to meet at the Halloween uh, special. If you haven't been with us from day one, um, yeah. So uh, and we've got we've got some content coming out while we're off though. So we're taking a break in December. Uh, to get our pod dungeon ready. So if you, there's still a chance to give to Kofi if you've got a couple spare, get a spare couple of pounds, or, or you can sub and get the benefits of subbing to uh, on Twitch. As I always um, say, doming is also an acceptable stance to take. <laughs> We're not you can also, shaming. You can also switch. Yeah, and you can also switch. <laughs> but... Uh, for the purposes of Twitch, you can only sub. Sorry, guys. Okay. There's no other option. <laughs> Just for subs. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure Twitch will add those options, but, you yeah. know. Can you, add a, can, you, can you add a DOM button? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can we add a DOM button to Twitch? <laughs> a DOM button for our pod dungeon. This this, yeah. Yeah, this bodes well. So, right, let's. Uh, we want to play some D and D, don't we? So let's. What I we normally, I normally at this point, I oh know we normally introduce ourselves, and then I say roll the damn dice, and then one person has to give a bit of a recap. But I thought, as it's our last episode, I want to sort of know where the characters are emotionally, or and what their goals now are. They've obviously grown and changed over the season because we're excellent storytellers. 
Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I, as each person introduces themselves and their character, they're also going to give you a sort of a little idea of where they started the season, what's the big changes that have happened and where they're going. And guys, we're going to try and do this. You're, each of you has got less than two minutes, okay? Just so you oh, know. Oh, so. crap. <laughs> Moore's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like bullet points now of like, okay, what is that journey? Um, Let's who, not make who, it over. I'm going to, who's, I think model, I'm going with, I think the model pupil for this will probably be Joy Amy. Okay, cool. I think, so guys, you're sort of following this as the model. So okay. go for it. Uh, so Morn started the season a little bit out of sorts because her new friend had died. Um, and Morn is used to having friends that, that die because she's a soldier and basically everyone she grew up with died in the same battle, which is why she went wandering in the first place. Um, <clears throat> so she's been on a bit of an emotional roller coaster because she believes in the gods and that whatever she's doing, unless Paladine stops her, she's being, you know, doing the right thing. Uh, so she met up with a, a couple of new friends uh, in the form of Blue and Grangle um, and then almost immediately lost her other friend Tokash, um, who she'd really start to grow fond of because um, he was a dragon rat, uh, a little cobalt, um, and she felt like she had to look after him um, or a, a dragon puppy, if you will. Um, and then she kind of started getting excited by life. We had this heist to, to plan and look forward to. Rothgon introduced her to the concept of acting, um, <laughs> doing pantomime, which she very much enjoyed. Um, she got a lovely time in a giant stone kinder egg on her own, just having a little hum. Um, <laughs> and then she had a kind of spiritual epiphany whereby she's taken on this new deity in the form of Salune. She hasn't lost Paladine. Paladine's still there, saying nothing to her, as usual. Um, but now she also fights for, for Salune. Uh, and then immediately had to deal with the death of her other new friend, Grongle. And Grongle was a bit stabby, um, but she's still a bit sad about his passing. Um, sad's not the right word. Angry. She's starting to get angry. Um, there's a possibility Morn might have to take a, a level in Barbarian at some point because she keeps getting really <laughs> cross. Um, and now they've just escaped the, the plug hole and they are in the water somewhere, as far as I know. And that is the emotional journey of Carouser Morn. Oh, who is a dragonborn paladin, and I'm Joy Amy. <laughs> I'm not a model student. Nice. It was, it was pretty good. I would say it's pretty good, Joy Amy. Now, let's see. I, I'm sort of working my way towards uh, chaos, so I'm going to go Luke next. Okay, yeah, so Luke Robinson, I'm playing uh, Ratsnick, the deep gnome necromancer. Um, so his journey's been an interesting one from... Being a pretty much like back alley murderer to raise the dead, to having some sort of a party um, to stick with. Um, but it's taken a bit of a downhill turn because he had that sort of feeling of, I say not a belonging, no, friendship or companionship, especially with the gross boys, which I get some more Fs in chat for that one to be done. Um, <laughs> and then they've both died. <laughs> He's lost Akaj, and then he's lost Grongor. Um, so he's he's gone from the the like shady, evil, stabby creature to like a part of a party and a nicer being. 
Um, and then to top it all off, um, with the uh, whether you've got a possession or bonding with the evil sister of the Kitsune, he's now at a bit of a like, is it worth it type thing? As in, do I give in and go evil? It's powerful. Um, or does he shrug it off and keep to keep to the old well new rat snake? So he's at that sort of crossroads at the moment um but yeah the the lure of power on the dark side is it is very very tempting especially with the last session and the bodak being raised it's certainly certainly tempted him somewhat so let's see see what root ratsnick takes very good, Luke. Very good. Okay, Stephen. I think we all knew Mo was going last. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, so, hi, I'm Stephen. I'm playing um, Rothgon, the Damhire Tiefling Sorcerer Warlock, who started with this group um, just as a means to um, cause chaos and have people to hang out with. He was um, shrugging off some responsibilities because he's begun to sort of question his people's mission over freedom. He feels that it's kind of, they will do anything for their freedom, but um, oppressing and uh, outright murdering other people, he's beginning to say, is it actually freedom if you have to do that to others to have it? So um, shrinking off some responsibilities and going on a run, he figures hiding out with a dragonborn paladin and um, a necromantic murder gnome um, would be <laughs> a great way to lay low for a bit. Um, however, during this whole um, time in the story where he is just sort of denying all things going on with his life and his responsibilities, um, he starts to get um, very not so subtle, sometimes subtle, but mostly not so subtle nods that he has pissed off the people that have charged him with these sacred duties, that being his father who is a prolific uh, Damhire uh, warlock um, from his hometown, who pretty much from um, a comfy position of consort, I would say, to the church, he's actually running the whole show. Um, and possibly running a sideshow as well, because obviously between the heist and um, escaping the arena, um, the team minus blue happened upon a tiefling cult who were there to spread a very similar message to what Rothgon um, was spreading himself, but a little bit more evil, a little bit more sort of totalitarian and a bit more unhinged. Um, but religious folk from the South, what can you expect? Um, so, so um, set fire to all of them, um, nearly died in the process, um, and now the heist has all gone relatively well until the very, very end. Um, they're all escaping on a ship with their lives towards his home, so he is very, very conflicted right now um, and, and terrified. Terrified is his general stance. Right, Moa. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Moa Myerson and I am playing Blue, a human fighter rogue. Blue started off in this story as kind of being like a bit of a lone wolf, pun intended. Um, <laughs> she's um, sort of 
like a defender of the week, sure, but she has been recruited by the Sisters of the Night and she is their soldier and she does what she's told and she's working up the ranks. Um, she, um, before we really meet her, she's kind of come across Grongle and saved, inadvertently sort of saved his life and become this deity to him, which she does not feel particularly comfortable by, but it's just kind of going along with it. Um, and through that journey, through meeting Morn and Rothgon and Ratsnick and this bunch of renegades that she is completely infuriated by with their lack of tactics um, and ability to like work together, she kind of starts actually sort of caring about them a bit and seeing that they could be um, quite a good little team. Um, and she starts letting her guard down and actually being sort of nice a little bit to Grongle and appreciating him and the fact that he would literally do anything to defend her um, uh, to the point of sacrificing himself. And that really put um, the, the cheese in her cracker. Uh, and uh, that, that... I don't know what that metaphor means, but I've not... I don't know what that metaphor means. Um, I just... <laughs> came to my head. Um, Is cheese in the cracker good or bad? That's the sort of, I don't yeah. know, I feel that's like... That's you to decide. That's for oh, you okay. to decide. Okay. Um, if you're lactose intolerant, it's very bad. Yeah. Okay. No, she, um, she sort of started to feel responsible for these guys and responsible for Grongle, and that responsibility kind of changed her a bit. And um, then um, with Grongle sacrificing himself and this sort of sisters sort of insisting that she like do as she's told um and just follow orders it's just getting too much for her and she's kind of starting to get a bit pissed off with um this hierarchy even though she really she respects the hierarchy but she's also like why should i why should i follow this and the, she's sort of finding the sister to be quite flawed um but having fled a fight that has uh, just happened at um, Kay's home um, and she has no idea if the sisters are even still standing, uh, she still feels this um, very strong desire to answer the call that has come from a young child to find out um, how, they, how she can help them. And... Whether she's gonna, whether she's gonna stick with the sisters um, and continue with them, and maybe, maybe evolve it a bit more, or whether she's just gonna stick two fingers up and do her own thing. <laughs> cool. Well done, everyone. You did well. You're a few oh, minutes over, everyone. But you did pretty well. That was good. That's it. Interesting. Um, so I'm gonna let's let's have some ominous music, shall we? Oh no. Oh, it's not too ominous. It's just ocean. Um, so we've got to. Um, we finished. So the last episode, obviously, yes, you escaped the plug hole um, on the uh, ship of Enrico uh, Fernandez. Um, uh, I think Rothgon was sad he didn't really get a chance to have sex with. Uh, but there was three or four days, so I don't know what happened in that three or four days. So, um, well, we'll, you know, we'll never know. You can leave that to your imagination. <laughs> uh, you're attacked again. I mean, even I... Morn, like. <laughs> it's Enrico Fernandez. 
Uh, yeah, we love to play. I would just say we love playing with Ollie, and uh, we're hoping he's going to come back next year um, and reprise his role. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Uh, so there's more opportunities for um, sexy time, Stephen. Don't worry about it, man. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yes, and uh, you're attacked yet again by crazy dwarves who really gave you no reason to attack you. They just attacked out of the blue. And uh, you the ship uh, blew up, um, and you were all in this very stormy water, and uh, one by one you lost consciousness. Um, and that's where we left you last week. I was thinking that would be a crazy way to end the whole series, wouldn't it? Imagine that. I would oh. have been stressed for oh. six months. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what I'm going to do, I am going to, I want to say the phrase, but I really don't, it's not an initiative. So, I want you to roll the damn dice, but I want you to roll a constitution save, please. Oh, okay. dear. Oh. When a saving throws the first roll of a night, it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always concerning. <gasps> nice. Which is 17 for Ratsnick. 17 for Rothgon. And um, as usual, Joy Amy's roll 20 is sort of <laughs> gone down. So bear with a second. Oh, what was that? We got, got a number. We got, got that 10. ten. Oh, for, the, for, the, for the dragonborn paladins got the lowest constitution. So Ooh. blue. We'll start with blue. This is fun. Um, so blue. Um, you are woken up as someone grabs your ankle. Ooh. They roughly pull you down some rocks and you find yourself splashed into some icy cold water. And as you resurface, you see, uh, you see, it sort of, uh, it sort of takes you a second to get your bearings, but you are underneath quite dark where you are it's daytime but you're underneath a big um dock sort of a wooden uh, wooden dock um and next to you um on one side is a uh, a lot big large sort of galleon ship um and on the other side where you just have been are uh, some rocks that have been sort of boulders and stuff that have been sort of placed there to help build this uh, large wooden dock and um you can hear voices above you um, of what you think's probably tieflings, um, but lying on the rocks uh, just quite near you is a mech dwarf. Um, now the mech dwarf's face is just above the water, like he can barely, like his mouth just keeping above the water, and he seems to be stuck. And he says to you, "Help me! Help me!" Um, she's gonna roll over and. Like she's gonna have her, she's gonna pull her dagger from one hand and kind of grab him by the the scruff if he has a scruff. Yeah. <laughs> grab him by the by the chest, um, and and sort of and she will she'll like haul him up, but she'll have a dagger to his throat. So you as can't well. pull him. You, he won't move. He won't move. Oh. You're trying to pull him up, but his face is like you're trying to pull him up and you're getting him a little bit more out of the water, but he is. He is stuck. He won't move at all. Um, is there like a rock on him or something? He's like, my arm, my arm. Um, and like she's gonna look. <laughs> so the water's really the water's quite murky. The only way to see is to sort of sort of stick your head into the water. 
don't trust him to do that. No, thank you. Um, uh, she's um, she's going to keep the dagger at his throat. Why should I trust you? going to drown. I can't hear you, Paul. It My arm's stop. stuck. I'm going to drown. Sorry, I was really loud. <laughs> My arm's stuck. I'm going to drown. Well, why shouldn't I let you drown? You just attacked us. Please. I, I, no, I don't want to <laughs> save you. <laughs> Weak flex. <laughs> oh, proper, proper stuck. Um, so oh, as you look at, as you look at, you can see the arm, that, the arm that's free is a, is his normal dwarf arm. It's a normal arm. The arm that's trapped is 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 his mechanical arm. Cut it off! Cut it off! Cut it off! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I want to do. Um, uh, oh, oh, Paul, what are you doing to me? Um, right, it's too early for this shit. Um. <laughs> She is going to. I tell you what. Let's leave you. Let's give you a little chance to think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, Stephen and Luke had the same constitution, but I think uh, Stephen has the highest higher modifier. So, Ratsnick, you are woken up by a slap to the face. Okay. Um, as you, sorry, I should, sorry, I, Rothgon, I mean, I said Ratsnick. I'm oh, so sorry. sorry, yeah, hello, Rothgon, I'm, I've been slapped. You've been slapped in the face, slapped to the face. <laughs> Rude. And um, you are, yeah, you are being held uh, by the scruff of your neck by a, um, a tiefling. Um, uh -huh. he's, he's quite a brawny tiefling. Um, he's got a sword in one hand and he's helped sort of pick you up and sort of, it's a, sort of a slap or a punch to wake you up. Um, as you come around, you see you're on quite a, a, a quite a big beach. Um, it's quite it's quite stormy waves coming in. It's quite chilly. You're starting to feel a bit more at home, like um, in the plug hole. There, it was kind of you always felt a bit muggy and a bit sticky, and it just had that. But here, you feel the fresh, cold air of home. And um, as you look around, you see mountains sweeping up. Uh, or a big mountain sweeping up and and um, sort of moors of um, uh, of uh, sort of heather and um, sort of these big uh, pine trees and uh, around you on the beach are, are half a dozen um, guards and then um, a, a similar number of priests in the blue robes similar to what you saw in the plug hole um, they have got your weapons the guards have all got your weapons and the um, uh, that one of these priests is examining your your the the rod of power you got. Oh, no, that's attuned to me. How dare you? Sorry, I should be in character. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, you 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 can unhand me. Uh, put me down. Put me down. Where did you get this from? Uh, it was a gift. From who? Oh, from uh, your settlement down by the plug hole. Um, I helped them with a translation of a text. You have the translation? He has the translation. No, I don't have the translation. I gave it to them. You must have known the translation. Uh, something, something. Uh, when you call, we will come. Blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't remember. I just translated it. I don't keep useless information in my head. 
so uh, uh, the the priest at the back says, "Tie him up." Don't don't tie uh, me up. I, you 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 must know how I was able to translate it because of who I am. Who are you? Well, I can speak celestial, but I'm a tiefling. Does that not give you a hint of whose son I am? Whose son are you? The name's Richard. Richard Von Ryder, son of Harkness. <gasps> Harkness lost son? Well, oh, he will be very pleased we've found you. Don't tie him up, but... I, yeah, don't tie me up. But also, like, we don't have to let Dad know anything. I'm, I'm here for a surprise visit for the holidays. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so they, they put they put you down. But there's now they've got a, they've got a couple of swords pointed at you, so they haven't tied you up. Okay. Um. I mean, are the swords really necessary? I've literally just told you who I am. Well, but why are you travelling with her? And uh, they point, they point, and uh, you now there's a big rock, and what you didn't quite notice was next to the rock uh, is uh, slumped up against it, but still unconscious, is a big blue dragonborn oh. with their uh, hands and feet bound. Well, that's my security. Do you think someone like me goes around without security? Am I able to go over to Morn? Uh... See what you do. See what happens. I will attempt to go over to Morn. You know a dragonborn. They sort of let you go. They're not stopping you, but uh, the swords are still, like, out. Listen, in the plug hole, it's many different people from many different places, and for the most part, except for the murdering, they get on. Um, so, you, you know, you, you just... Uh, this is the best kind of help you can have when it comes to security. Look at her, she's magnificent. And this is how I've managed to stay, in such good condition. Well, okay, but she doesn't seem to have fared well in the water, does she? Yeah, not her natural environment. Um, if I'm close enough to Morn, um, could I do a medicine check to see what state she's in? Yeah, go for it. Da, 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 ba, da, da, da. This is not a good modifier. Sorry, Morn. <laughs> oh, nine. I don't know. <laughs> so, as far as you know, she seems she's unconscious. She's definitely still breathing. She's snorting a little bit, and there's little bubbles oh. of water coming out of her nose. Um, her armor looks pretty bad. Her armor looks like quite. The salt seems to have really affected it. Oh, no. no. Oh, and well, let's let's uh, let's see what's happening with Ratsnick, shall we next? Um. So let's see. So Ratsnick. Um. So, yeah, you're woken up by, uh, like, a, a thought in your mind. It's sort of like you've been having kind of dreams, dark dreams of um, sort of, you know, of the of the shadow fell and, and stuff like that. And suddenly into this, you feel this psychic tug as someone is trying to sever your connection with um, your zombies. Um, now, I can't... Was it... Who was still alive at the end of the last fight? Grace and... Um, just Gerald. Just Gerald, okay. Just Gerald. So, just Gerald. So, yeah, they're trying to sever the link with Gerald. Um, can you do me a um, wisdom saving throw, please? Ooh, okay, okay. We have a 24. Ooh, 24. Nice. Okay. I wouldn't touch so my zombies. Absolutely. So, even with, before you open your eyes, your sort of your absolute sort of psychic link 
absolutely kicks in. You're like, no, I'm keeping this. Uh, but then you open your eyes and you are in, you're up in the air, you're up high uh, in the air. Um, you're on a quite a small, like, cove sort of beach. Um, again, you see similar to what Rothgon sits or this sort of um, icy, snowy land. Um, and uh, what you notice, actually, and this is, is that swirling high above at, at the top of this mountain is this sort of um, almost it looks like it must be a magical storm that's sort of creating this um, this sort of biosphere, this sort of mini biome um, around the island. And uh, as you sort of look around, you realize you're in the air because Gerald is holding you above his head. And uh, he is growling and roaring um, at um, some tiefling guards who are who are sort of not attacking him, but are sort of keeping him at bay. And there's a couple of uh, priests again around them. Oh, okay. I mean, that's like a sort of shift in Gerald's grip. So he's like stood up on his hands or his shoulders then. And uh, he'll just sort of, like start pointing his staff at each of them in turn. Hey, where's um? Where am I? Where's this? Welcome, welcome to our island, little necromancer. Call your zombie off. <laughs> and he'll just like uh, he'll just tap a foot on Gerald's shoulder, and uh, yeah, Gerald will just go into like a very just like a turned off state so just blank face no aggression no nothing just holding ratsnick there okay i i'm picturing he sort of popped you on his shoulders like a toddler yeah i'm probably sat on his shoulders now yeah, yeah. as as gerald calms down ratsnick will shift down like sit up on his shoulders um although like again like he's a little bit taller so it doesn't really need this anymore but he's still gonna do it anyway out of old habits and comfort <laughs> well, the, the tieflings, these are, some, of, some of these priests are, actually, are quite tall, and obviously you're aware that one of these priests must be real powerful, because it's quite a big deal to attempt to sort of, I mean, it's a, like a level seven spell to take control of the undead, so to try and take control of undead that's being controlled by someone else is quite a big, um, yeah, know, quite a deal. So uh, uh, they say, this is the island of Insla Souffle. What, Tim, what are you doing here, little man? Mm. Mm. Oh, you saw a shipwreck. Yeah, I was not away anyway, so pretty good stuff. <laughs> what, what are you here for? Um, I don't know, I'm actually quite now. Um, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm without my books, same my notes. Um, so I mean, we're just we're just been told to travel here, pretty much. Uh, I, I might think uh, to look around. But... Who who's who's who are you with then? So Ratsnick's going to look around. Can he see any of the party and any of the mech dwarfs? No party, no mech dwarfs, just you. There's a bit of sort of uh, wooden flotsam and jetsam bits of the, the sort of um, of the ships that have, have sort of uh, come come up on the beach. But you're in. I mean, this cove, I guess, is isn't very. It might be fifty feet wide, um, so it's not it's not huge, and it sort of goes back into the cliff, and then you can see that there's a sort of uh, a sort of path stairway going up um, higher up on the island. Okay. Um... So he'll say then, I mean, uh, the people I came on the ship with, um, there's some mech dwarves, if you see any of them around, then give them me, I'll kill them. But, um, give me some friends, kind of friends, party members. Mm. 
and you'll kill the mech horse for us. Oh, with pleasure, yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, come, will you come with us? Hmm. And he's sort of heal either one. Do you say he's managed to, like, radar in on the one that tried to swipe Gerald? Uh, you haven't, because obviously you had your eyes closed and you don't, you don't know which one it was. Okay, well, he'll, uh, like, he'll pat his uh, hand on Gerald's head and be like, I mean, yeah, just, uh, and hands off my zombies. I've only got one to zombies. <laughs> but... mm, we have many souls on this island. You might find it yourself quite at home here, little man. So, on the way. <laughs> and he'd, like, uh, <laughs> like, give Gerald, uh, like, a jolt forwards and he'll march on towards these people. So, okay, so you head up the beach. You're, you're behind like three priests. It's clear to you which one's the head priest now. Um, he's sort of leading the way, and he's obviously the, the leader. There's um, four guards, and they're sort of around you. They're like um, they don't have any problem with Gerald, or uh, um, but they have their swords drawn in case you know. Um, but they sort of res respect the necromancy and, and and the fact that you brought a zombie with you. Okay, so you're heading up the beach. So Morn, you uh, wake up as you're hit in the face by the hilt of a sword. And Ow. you look up, and Rothgon's right next to you. There's uh, lots of um, sort of guards um, uh, looking at you. They're all tieflings. They're all tieflings. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> Rothgon, did you do hitting? No, you didn't. Why are all these tieflings not as handsome as you? Um, a... Toddler Rothgon will be slumped down next to Morn, um, spit out a mouthful of water, and then turn around and say, Pantomime time, you're the security guard again. Oh, least I can do. <laughs> Hello, I'm Morn, I'm security guard for Mr. Rothgon. And then um, she's going to notice that her, um, her hands and feet are tied. This is a oh. very rude thing to do. Do not do the tying up of the Morn. And then they all the, have all the, of your weapons. The what is my? <gasps> and they, they have security. Um, the toddler Rothgon will also like then yank on you a bit and go. You're gonna have to say Richard. Call me, call me him, Prime One, Richard. She's gonna wrinkle her nose a bit at that. <laughs> <laughs> Does not look like a Richard. Okay. <laughs> Okay, baby Is Morn saying this out loud, or is no, she? No, no, this is, this is in a bit like in her head. To... Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I know that would be on brand, but yeah. uh, she... if you shake her head a bit, if uh, you shake could... her head a bit, get the um, like when she shakes her head, uh, you know how reptiles have just kind of holes at the sides of their heads instead of ears, like loads of water kind of comes flying out, um, <laughs> just to clear her brain a little bit. Now, um, if you wouldn't mind restoring my uh, security's arsenal to her, um, she's just, you know, pretty useful with it. I'm also mm. useful without it. <laughs> if you're worried, I, I'm not going to... I do not need to attack you, your tieflings. And Richard is a tiefling, so there is no problem here. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we... we uh... I don't know, watch, they're sort of muttering amongst themselves. They're sort of a bit like, what should they do? Um, do you want to try and let's, let's see what you, let's, let's leave it to the dice, shall we, to see what they do? How nice. do you want to do this? Do you want to intimidate? Do you want to, I mean, Rothgun can get involved. You can, 
Uh, oh. Trying to talk them into it. I mean, I... I mean, it's the same stat, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... and persuasion. So, um, I th- what she's trying to do is persuasion. I mean, because <laughs> it's pantomime, isn't it? Okay. So I feel, I feel so, like yeah, that should. Um, yeah. So do uh, do you do that advantage then if Rothgon's gonna is sort of nice. lending his? Thank you, Rothgon. <laughs> I would Lying through his that. teeth. Lings. Lying <laughs> through things. That is a 19. Okay, so uh, uh, this is, uh, yes, I, well, yes, untie her, but don't give her her weapons back. I mean, I mean, really? It is okay. I mean, I could very easily crush Skull without weapons. When my father hears about this. Oh, yes, Daddy, Roth- Daddy Richard um, Hark- will get Harkness, very crushed. Harkness. Yes. Harkness, uh, Daddy they... Harkness will get very, um, he'll get very cross. Um, oh, do not and, say Daddy Harkness. And, <laughs> and he will um, he'll be very cross. He is he is good friend of Moran and Richard. So <laughs> they've started, they've started, thumbs up. <laughs> they've started untying you. Uh, Rothgon, do a persuasion check at advantage. Da, da, da. Come on, come on, be good. Well, one's a nat one, so... Um, but it's a dirty 20. Nice. Dirty 20. Okay, okay. I'll keep that in mind. We're going to go back over to Blue, and then I'll let you know what's happening when I get back to you. Oh, quick question for you, Morn. Where does Morn keep her the bag of holding? Bag of holding is... Um, it's on belt. It is inside a pouch. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. This looks like normal uh, pouch. <laughs> okay, so we'll go back to uh, Blue. So, Blue, you're underneath this dock. They've got this dwarf who is going to drown if you don't save him. Um, she's going to... Is there a way to, um, like, detach the arm? Um, so, you, so you feel around under the water, and it's... I mean, it's pretty gross. It is absolutely attached into his body. It doesn't detach. This is something that has been sort of welded in skin has grown back over where they've attached it in um oh, i really want to cut it off um oh she so dagger because this guy could be useful um she is going to dagger at throw um yeah. how is it stuck how is the arm stuck can she like thrust her hands down she's gonna have one hand like one hand with dagger in, kind of holding it to his scruff, like holding it to his scruff, kind of like lifting his chin out so he can breathe. And one hand like plunged under the water, seeing where his arm is stuck. Okay, yeah, so it is it is jammed in between two boulders. Um, and you are starting to realise that there is literally only one way to get this, get this dwarf out. Mm. She's going to take her rapier and cut his arm off. Okay, roll an attack for me, please. That's a 22 to hit. Okay, how much damage do you do? 10 piercing. Okay, so you jab it in and uh, it's you're starting to starting to um, cut through and he, he goes to yell out and you suddenly realise that these voices you've heard above, you might not want them to hear you. She's going to knock him out. 
Okay, so uh, attack. Do a uh, do a strength uh, attack. So an unarmed attack, basically. Um, so should I just roll for strength, or? Um, so roll a d twenty and add your strength modifier plus your uh, proficiency. Okay. Three plus five plus three, so six, so eleven. Okay. So he's he's like reeled, but he's not unconscious. Uh, but he mm. didn't cry out. Okay. Um, so you can try um, again. Uh, you can like, try and hit him again if you want. Or you yeah, can swipe like, the sword again. Either I, can, either I can save your life and you shut up, or I can leave you here to drown. Um, he's, he's, uh, oh, uh, uh, okay, okay. And uh, he reaches down under the water and he pulls out uh, a dagger mm-hmm. um, and he puts it between his teeth and he says, okay, go again. And go again. Attack. Yeah, chill. Okay, do right. another attack with your rapier. Oh, it's only a 10. Okay, so this time you hit the arm. You just hit the metal and mm. don't do anything. Um, I mean, uh, we could just keep doing this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a few hacks and you manage to hack off his arm. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's now free. Uh, there's blood pouring into the water. Um... And she's gonna take. Has he got like any material on him? Any like a cloak or anything on him? No, nothing. They're 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 um, pretty much. They they. He's got an armor breastplate, and that's about it. Well, um, she's gonna drag him up, um, and and uh, dagger at throat. Who sent you? What what was that for? Why did you attack us? He, and he's sort of he's sort of drowsy and woozy, and he says, "Don't you hear it? Hear what? Don't you hear her screaming? Who? Always in our minds, always screaming. Who are you? To- who's screaming? The voice, the screaming, always screaming. They sent her. We think they sent her." And he Who's sort of gestures. There? He sort of gestures to the dock, to the island. Um, who's they? The teethlings. Always the voice screaming for two long months. Always the voice. Always screaming. What's she saying? Just the screaming. Always the screaming. Fucking hell! Uh, <laughs> but. Who did this to you? Uh, and uh, he sort of, uh, as as he he says, as he is he saying this, he says, "Never tell anyone about this." Tell them what? And uh, he lifts up his 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 good hand, and it glows. It's sort of this magical energy, green magical energy, swirls around his hand, and he touches his arm, and as you look, it all starts to his arm starts to heal up. Filthy magic. Never tell anyone. Filthy magic. What, like necrotic? No, this is this like um. What I mean, you don't know. Do you want to do an Arcana check? Because you're not yeah, very magic. Magic, like. magic's not her thing. So we'll find out. Uh, Arcana sixteen. Ooh. So this as for your like basic knowledge of magic. This seems like. 
what you have seen druids do and oh. and sort of clerics it feels really like there's the sense of it felt good and holy oh. uh, now let's go back to the, the the couple on the beach shall we let's see what rothgon and morn are now up to so they've start they've untied you and as they do the bag of holding the sort of pouch or pouch falls to the floor and um they are starting to sort of give you your weapon they're starting to come towards you with your weapons ready to give them back to you uh thank you much appreciated um rothgon's quite keen to get hold of the uh rod of the pack keeper um uh, they haven't necessarily they they're still uh, they're still sort of tying with giving that back to you and then they sort of decide they will give it back to you and i just the tuck thing- it in my pocket <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving a pause because I've tried oh, to yes. interrupt twice. Um, uh, <clears throat> Morn, um, Morn immediately picks up the pouch. Okay. Uh, so as, you, as you pick up the pouch, you mm-hmm. are reminded of the cutscene. Oh, yes. Um, excuse me. I must blow my nose. Um, so she's going to kind of turn slightly away from them, just shove her hand in pull out the statue and just put it on the floor. Okay, so as you put the statue, Rothgon's wearing the ring. He put that on, on the boat. Steven's face. Weren't we supposed so to do that you... altar? No, as she just put... said, well, as soon as when you got on the island. Okay, okay, okay. So you slam yep. it into the sand and this statue that has seemed just like a stone statue to you the whole time you've been carrying it starts to spin on the sand spin and spin and the the tiefling sort of step back and as it spins from it comes firing out these little tiny foxes um little fiery foxes you remember them from when uh they're exactly identical to the foxes that ran around the room when um when grongle died and uh when ratsnik was brought back to life and as they do the first one that sort of comes flying out it, it leaps at the throat of a tiefling and starts tearing into it. So it's tiny, but it tears in. And as it tears in, fire spreads up his throat and up his face and down his body until he's engulfed. And then the next one hits the next guard and uh, on the ankle and again bursts into flame. And these little foxes come out, firing out all over um, the island, hundreds of them, and they attack tiefling after tiefling on the beach um each one setting into fire one one actually punctures all the way through one of these priests and they just keep running off into the off up the beach and into the woodland and so you two stood on a beach with these just smoldering like 12 smoldering corpses and you've seen hundreds of foxes run off and where the statue was there's just now a a pile of sand Morn, um, Morn will kind of pause for a moment, look from tiefling to tiefling, turn, turn to Rothgon and say, Richard, perhaps do not pet the little puppies. I have a feeling that maybe this is what the ring is for. <laughs> um, I'm not going to take it off to find out. Oh, we're in so much trouble. <laughs> this is the second cult we've murdered in as many weeks. <laughs> So let's go back to... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, no. Carry on, carry on. Sorry. Sorry. Go on. Carry on. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to murder a cult. 
I don't think cults are a very good thing. People are never very happy when they are in them. And normally they all end in some kind of mass suicide. Yeah, but your parents aren't the leaders of this one. I do not have any parents, Richard. Oh, you can lay it off with the Richard now. Oh, this is good. It does not suit you. <laughs> and you don't have to tell anybody else. Oh, it's going to come up anyway. And so uh, we'll go. We'll go on to uh, Ratsnick. Okay. So Ratsnick, you are sort of you sort of it's sort of, you feel a little bit like you've come home, and um, because as you've been sort of heading up out of the beach, you notice that. The island sort of, it, it, it's, pro it's not huge, it's probably um, about a kilometre um, in length and probably 600, 700 metres wide. It's not a big island, but at one end there's a huge sort of mountain that, that could well have been once been volcanic. And on the top of it is a, a big dark tower stretching up into this sort of magical clouds that you you've spotted um and uh, yeah to you you feel like you've come home and as you're sort of you're sort of um going up the beach with um on on gerald's shoulders um the little fox in your pocket suddenly leaps out and uh, attacks the nearest guard he sort of bites into one of his horns and this horn just ignites in fire and fire spreads down as he catches fire. He leaps from that one to the next one. They've all sort of turned, they've got their swords drawn, but they don't know what to do. It's like, um, it's like, the, it's like the killer rabbit in, um, <laughs> in uh, the Holy Grail. And, 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 and then you see coming down the path towards you, two or three other foxes as others go running up the path ahead of you um, and across the heather and across the island. Um, and they're leaving little streaks of fire wherever they go but it's quite snowy so they're sort of it, 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 they're not really spreading this flame where you are but each of again each of the um uh, uh the uh tieflings that have been around you are sort of caught fire and have been engulfed in flames the the, the the sort of high priest managed to hold off one of these foxes and destroy them but two then attacked it from behind and it again burst into flame Wow. Okay. What just is, what do they do? Like, so Ransdick is just staring awe for a few seconds. Um, and then do, what are the foxes doing now? Like, he's going to stay dead still. Um, not out of fear, just out of he just wants to see what happens next. So he'll just sit and watch these foxes for a second or two. So they are not interested in you or Gerald like at all. Okay. Um, and they they've sort of once they're once they've killed the tieflings, they then go scurrying off into the sort of you're now slightly higher up. Um, you've come up some cliffs, and there's now um, sort of moors and heather, and you can see sort of pine forests. Um, and it but it's it you're starting to get into an area where there's very uh, a low a little bit of snow. Um, but they've just immediately scurried off into the heather and into the gorse, and they they've gone um, to sort of try and find more victims. Okay, so Ratsnick is sort of lean his head down, so he's gonna like lean over the shoulder of Gerald and just like whisper right into Gerald's USB. How about a little company for our journey? Uh, and he'll hop down, and then he'll just stand amongst. Uh, amongst the bodies and take his deep breath in uh, and then just like slowly breathe out that like heavy green fog again and it just pulls around him and over the next 
two minutes, he's going to be casting Animate Dead twice to raise four of them up. Okay, can you roll me a d20 then, please? Oh, no. well, roll me two d20s. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, I should be able to do this with eight. Um. Okay, so he's got a 19 and a 17. Ooh. Oh, dear. <laughs> What's that we might have, to have another penultimate episode here, guys. Oh, okay, no. so you raise uh, three of them absolutely fine. Uh, yeah. uh, but can you roll a d12, please? So, the, the, sorry, uh, Grongle, as you do that, I'll let's explain. This sort of ghostly figure of Grongle comes up um, over your shoulders, grasps his arms around you and his uh, feet around your waist, and he pulls you backwards, and you fall. Okay. Keep rolling yourself into Shadowlands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. You were the D twelve. The D twelve, please. One. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> this can't be good. I don't know if this is good or bad. I don't know. Okay. So you, um, yeah, you come, you 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 fall into the Shadowfell. This green mist falls over this one. Uh, this one charred corpse that has fallen into the shadow fell with you, it raises to be a bodak, and as it does, Grongle's hands reach down, two huge hands, and grab both of you and pull you up back, and you're back on this stormy island. And next to you is a bodak that is, drumroll, under your control or not? Under your control or not? Oh my good God, I'm going to die. <laughs> is under your control. Oh, I mean, Ratsnake's reaction would be the same as Luke's. Like, he's just going to, I mean, very, very can't, like, slowly, like, his, for Ratsnake, it's a lot, but his hand will be shaking. And, like, he's terrified. <laughs> he's, and he'll just sort of put his hand up and try and, like, issue the mental command for the Bodak to do the same. Can I ask, what does a Bodak look like? Um, so um, I've got them, yeah. unless you've got the picture, but I've basically pictured. A, a, a bodak to me is just a oh, how to put it it's um it's just I can like put a, you a little if you've got a picture yeah because the description I've, well, I've, I've got a cartoony picture okay cool There's, i've i've never encountered on one before i've put a little big picture it's on the map it. can you see that uh, we uh, currently got no. the map uh, black tape for oh reasons. yeah for various reasons oh. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's, um, it's sort of this is the cartoony picture as all of uh, all of all of Luke's are for some reason <laughs> cartoony pictures. It's kind of like a hideous. Um, it, it's 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 cloaked hideous sort of zombie thing. Um, but what you should know is as a monster, it has a challenge rating of six. Um, oh, from yeah. what, um... there's a picture for the the stream for anyone interested. I've just oh. put it up on the stream of what a bodak is. From um, what I can see from Google searches, it looks like a haunted rug. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> some rug. twisted shadow creature. So, yeah, like I said, oh, Ratsnick will very, very... It's, it's a zombie up to 11. It's the most terrifying zombie you can imagine, I would say. Yeah. It's um... pretty beefy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've put the stats block into your uh, thing 
it's lucky you didn't roll a, a nine to twelve or um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. i never um, thought i'd be so glad you rolled a one <laughs> that's also for some horrible reason uh read of my roll 20. um oh, ollie rider come on ollie rider's put in the um chat ghost face with a hangover that's <laughs> correct take that um, so let's head back. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave you there because that took you two minutes. Yeah. Um. And let's head back to um, Blue. Uh, you're underneath this uh, wooden dock. Um. With this dwarf. Yeah. Um. It. So what? What did they do to you to make you need hear all this screaming? Who's screaming? Two months ago, she just screamed. She never stopped screaming. They sent her. Hey, so the tiefling sent a woman to haunt you? How, how did you get into this state? Who, who gave you the metal arm? They must have. They must have sent her. They must have sent her. Oh, we all. Uh, and he's, um, as he's sort of speaking, you can hear commotion in the docks above you. And uh, there's sort of, they start, you hear tieflings running down the dock um, to face some sort of unseen foe. And as you do, you sort of hear um, the sort of whoomph of flames and the screams of tieflings. Um, and there's, there must have been a lot of tieflings up there. Um, oh, and uh, as they fall down onto the dock, these burning tieflings, the dock catches fire. Oh, um, no. Um. Listen, if you're going to be of any use to me at all right now, you've got to come with me. We've got to get out of here. This is this is going to be in flames. I so say he's he's he just nods his assent. He's he's like he seems very dazed and confused. And I mean, you did just cut his arm off, so yeah, quite, he, quite slowly yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you take your time with that one. Yeah, it's more for stabbing rather than sawing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, she's gonna, she's gonna peg it um, away from the the dock, um, from under the dock, and try and sort of uh, uh, like see what's going on. But she doesn't want to draw attention to herself, um, and uh, hope that the the dwarf is is following her. But she's like, she knows it'll be useful in terms of information potentially. But given that he's just sort of like babbling, there's. He, he doesn't seem to be actually being very um, like cohesive in his information, and um, if he's going to be more of a hindrance, fuck him. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, he he sort of he he. Uh, so you're you're gonna basically your way out is probably to swim between the burning boat and the rocks. Um, okay. Um, um, yeah, she'll she'll do that. She'll have dagger in teeth. She'll put the rapier back uh, back in back in its. I'm going to say holster sheath. Um, and but she'll have dagger in teeth, and she'll be swinging swimming. Okay, so as you swim, uh, sort of you swim out from beneath. But this boat now is quite ablaze, as is the dock. Um, and what you can see in front of you is uh, a sort of small, um, somewhere between a village and a town, probably, I don't know, uh, 20, 30 buildings, um, all of which are ablaze. And sort of everywhere you look, there are burning tieflings. Um, and you, it's not far. You can swim and sort of clamber up some rocks onto a sort of stony street, which is away from this, uh, all these, all these flames. 
Um, is the dwarf still there? So the dwarf is currently in the water. He's because he's only got one arm now, yeah. so he's sort of trying to swim. Um, uh, yeah. um, if she can, she'll like bend down and like haul him towards her um, and drag him, drag him up onto the rocks. Yeah, um, if you want to help him out, he he will take. He'll accept your help. Yeah, um, uh, mostly because if he's been here before, uh, do you do you know this island? Island. This is Insula Souffle. This is where they come from. Where they. This is, is where. Bef- the chief. We've heard. We think the voice. We heard. This is where the voice comes from. Right. Is this? So I'm doing. I don't know. Why I'm doing a tiefling voice. This is where the voice comes from. <laughs> Give me some sort of other voice. What's it? So you said it's screaming. Is it saying anything? It just screams. Oh my god! I'm gonna stop asking that question. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I need to find. I need to find the others. Where? Do you, Do you know where anyone washed up? She's gonna try and see if she can hear or see um, anything that is familiar to her. Okay. So as you look around, um, you're sort of at the base of what is basically a huge, tall mountain, um, and there is a path. Um, that leads out um, to your left um, around this mountain. Um, and what you can see is at the very top of this mountain is a tall tower above which is a sort of swirling storm, um, which actually seems to be dissipating. Okay. Um, does it feel magical? Um, I mean, the storm was literally swirling around a tower. So it, it didn't look like that. You've never seen a storm do that before. Um, yeah. But now it seems to be um, dissipating. Uh, um, okay, well, fuck that sideways. Um, wh- okay, she's gonna she's gonna start walking to uh, walking along the path. If that's the only if that's the only like route that um, she can take, she's gonna she's gonna walk along the path. Um, uh, sort of. Stealthily, uh, and 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 try and see if she can um, come across the others. So yeah, the path leads upwards, um, and you you're probably walking for, um, and we'll leave you. We'll leave you walking up this path with yeah. uh, a dwarf um, sort of stumbling along behind you, um, and we will go back to Morn and Rothgon. So Rothgon's just looking on in a bit of horror, um, thankful for what he believes the ring is doing. Um, and she just turns to Morn and go, uh, "Can can you turn this off? Can it can it can it be stopped?" No, uh, the pretty lady just said to put statue on on island. So I promised I would because she helped us. Um, I put statue on island, and all the tea things they go boom. Well, um, I mean, yes, not a bad thing in 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 like the long run, but um. <laughs> I like. I don't know who's here, who's not. Like, if, if my if my mother's here, is she susceptible to this? I'm, she might I'm, be a frightfully odious bitch, but I don't necessarily want her to die. Maybe we should try and find your mother then, Roscon. Never spoken about your mother. I don't just maybe pick the statue up. I'm not touching it. Well, no, it is not there. Look, it is just a dusty <sighs> thing. I could pick up dust. So Mon's going to try and like scoop up, <laughs> scoops up like the sand underneath it, she scoops up the dust, um, looks around for where she's going to put it and just kind of 
pours it back into the pouch that's got the bag of holding in it. <laughs> it is so, now yeah, in I... there. Uh, yeah, but I mean, most mostly you've got sand. This dust was so fine as you picked it up. It's quite yeah. still quite blustery um, where on the beach, and most of it's blown away. Okay. Um, this so also Ro- means that anything she gets out of the bag of holding for the next, you know, while is going to be covered in sand, sand and dust. Sand yeah. dust. Um, is so. If, if I was to look around, Paul, is there like a clear trail of destruction that these foxes are leaving? So you saw the beat. The, the, so you're basically as you look around, you're on the lower end of this island so um as i say it's 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 about a kilometer long you're at the very far end of it it sort of slopes down you can see at one end there's this big volcanic island again you can see this tower reaching up into these clouds which again appear to be dissipating um all of the foxes that's the direction they're headed in there's not really anywhere um so so as to your right to your left, it's really the end of the island, sort of some rocks and 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 disappears off into the stormy so, sea. Rothgon, yeah, he'll just turn to Morn and be like, "Okay, let's uh, let's just follow them to the tower, see what's going on." Um, and yeah, he'll see if Morn what, what Morn suggests. Yes, it looks like they went this way. If um, if I were sniff or a puppy, gonna sniff the air. <laughs> Yes, definitely this way. It's just okay. because she's seen, you know, she she seen blue <laughs> in her dog <laughs> form, you know, follow things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you head off up through, um, basically there's a quite a big pine forest. Um, and as you head through it, you notice that, that there's sort of a smattering of snow. And um, you head up uh, uh, through this forest. You're probably walking for a few minutes through this pine forest and it opens up to... Um, sort of heathland with sort of gorse and heather. And in the distance, a few minutes, uh, like, uh, I don't know, uh, a few hundred metres from you, you can see um, Ratsnick um, looking confused uh, into the... He's surrounded by three zombies and then this hideous sort of shadow beast thing that he's kind of staring at. Yeah. Look, Um, Rothgon is Ratsnick and some zombies and a haunted rug. (laughs) That's <laughs> stolen. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have so many questions. Uh, that's Nick. You okay? I mean, at that, like, he'll snap around and he'll, like, I take it this is almost exactly as it's just happened. So he hasn't had a chance to test much with this Bodak. Is this, like, no, no, they, they, they've sort of, yeah, it's, it's literally you've just sort of returned from the shadow fell <laughs> yeah. looking at this Bodak. Yeah, I mean, he'll just uh, sort of... will have got. Sorry, Morn will have got her flail out, like, just in case, because she's not seen a haunted rug before. Um, Stephen <laughs> Santoris, TM. Um, <laughs> so just in case, uh, she's just going to be ready. Yeah, I mean, Ratsnick could turn around and there's, like, there's uh, uh, confusion and horror on his face, and he'll just scream, pretty much. Um, just don't look at it. Don't look at his eyes. And he'll just, like... He'll try and issue a command panic for this creature to just look down at the floor. It immediately does. Oh, okay. Um. Hello. <laughs> Is um... Are you okay, Ratsnik? Um, you're not too covered. You're not too wet. You seem okay. You've got some zombie friends already. This is good, yes? Yeah, I. I think so. It's um. 
I mean, there's this, and he'll sort of just very still like eyeing it out of fear. Um, he's just sort of gesture up to the 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 bodak, and um, I mean, I I, I did I, I I did this. Um, I don't know what it is. I I know what it is, but I don't know how. Yeah. Well, considering how close we are to home, this absolutely makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah. So. By any chance, have you spotted any um, tieflings screaming and on fire? I mean, he'll just sort of look left and right at the like charred corpses of the tieflings. Stood up and be like, <laughs> "Yes, wasn't me though." How tall? Can I ask you a quick question? How tall is Rothgon? Um, five ten, five eleven. And how tall was uh, Ratsnick? The uh, end like, of the last. Uh, well, end of the last episode. So well, how tall was he when you first created him? So when I first created him, he was three and a half foot. And this so he's is... grown a foot. So he's grown four and he's four and a half foot. Um, so, yeah, what you're noticing, Rothgon, is he is five foot. He is now coming to the bottom of your chin. He can almost look you in the eye. <laughs> Am I getting shorter? Is this what happens? And looks at more and it's just like... <laughs> You feel the same, but I feel shorter. What's what? <laughs> what's? So it now occurs to you, Morn, that Ratsnick does look taller than he did before. I have not had much experience with deep gnomes before. You other, I just normal gnomes like like Lox was. Um, is it like with children and you carry on growing? Because I am pretty sure you were shorter. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It should be happening. Whatever it is, it should be happening. If it's good or bad, I don't know. But someone's not right with me. I think. But it could be a good thing. I mean, I mean, this is pretty good. But it could. I don't know. Again, I mean, considering where we are, this actually kind of makes a lot of sense. Why the fuck not? I mean, like, the, this is a place where I put a little fox statue on the floor and then lots of little tiny foxes went and blew up um, lots of uh, tieflings. So, really, I think anything can happen. Speaking yeah. of which, um, as much as I want to figure out what's going on with, well, all of us, um, we need to follow those foxes. We do. If you could keep eyes peeled for blue, that would be good. I'm not too worried because, you know, she is blue, she is brave, she is good, she will find her way, but it would be nice to know where she was. Um, Ratsnick's like trying to cast his mind through his spell book, see if he's got anything that can help. Um, Rothgon at this point, um, he'll take the first six seconds to grab his wand of, uh, sorry, the rod of the Pact Keeper, um, and then the next six seconds, he will um, just wave it around in the air and then he will shoot off 60 foot flying and seeing from that vantage point, can he spot blue anywhere? Ooh. So hang on, he is your 60 foot now, 60 foot I'm now in 60 foot in the air okay. flying. I've um, uh, reset so a third level spell slot and cast fly on myself. Okay, so what you can now see from where you are uh, is you are now, um, yeah, you can see that this mountain continues up ahead of you. The storm is is dissipating at quite a, a rate, really. It's sort of, it's almost like the skies are starting to clear. 
um, where this over the, the island. And uh, yeah, you can see um, down um, at the coastline at the base of the um, island, there is a burning port and um, uh, walking up um, some steep steps is um, is a blue. Uh, followed um, a few feet behind, a few me. Well, probably I would say ten, twenty feet behind by a uh, very beleaguered-looking dwarf. How many feet away is she from me? Um, I'm going to say she's probably she's a uh, two or three hundred meters. So, what's that? Um, two or three thousand feet. Meters. Thousand feet. Oh. Um. Okay. Um. I I, I see blue. I, I'm not really close enough to be able to uh oh um but blue, I... let's go blue as you're sort of stealthing up this mountain i'm assuming you've got your wits about you um while you're looking you're sort of wondering about this storm which is so rapidly dissipating um and you see this <laughs> this uh te- this red tiefling come flying up um, and uh, yeah, there you can who's see Rothgar from where you Who's are. also um, casting a giant mage hand and just waving. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. It's a very mourn move. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it. We're, we're... Um, okay, yeah, so to make it mourn brand with Rothgar when he's, if, if Blue spots it, he then, it then flips her the bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, turn. I mean, she's not. She's not going to shout because um, that would draw attention to her. Um, but she's uh, she's going to sort of um, put put a hand up um, and and kind of f- like thumb up, thumb down. Um, <laughs> and, uh, sort of like, a, are you okay? Um, and then the mage hand does a thumb up. Okay. And then there's a wavy hand. So <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. We're alive, but. <laughs> How every there, adventure starts. Is there a is there a, like an obvious way for her to like re get to them or? So uh, the path, uh, the path you're on, just I mean, it's not. It's fairly. Um, to your left um, and right, as you're looking around, you notice that there's sort of woodland to your left, and it is—it's full of gravestones, um, but they've sort of overgrown. The, the sort of—it was as if someone planted had sort of a nice graveyard, but the trees and woodland has all grown up around it. But it's pretty steep. Um, uh, you're probably the path you're on. Um, I mean, it's not a big island, so that probably, from your perspective, seems like the best route to continue along. Mm. Um, um, Rothcon, to... you, you've noticed this now as you uh, hover up above the island that um, in amongst the heather and the gorse, there are gravestones all, all, all about the place that are cracked and broken um, uh, that also spread down as far as you can see into the forests. Okay. Can Blue see like any names or dates or anything on the graves? Yeah, they're, they're really old. They're really okay. old. So, and um, without going and do you know investigating, you can't mm. really see. But Rothgon, you can see that the the sort of path that Blue is heading up will um, 
sorry, my whole screen just turned off and on again. That was weird. <laughs> the whole path you're heading up, um, it, it will intersect with the path you're going up. It seems like pretty much all the paths in this island lead up to the to, to, to the to, to this tower. Okay. Um, so Rothgon will um, use the mage hand to kind of just like signal to Blue that she's on the right path. Like, a, come on. Um, that that that's the quickest way to get to us. Mm. Cool. Um, and she'll thumbs up. And she'll also just point at the dwarf behind her um, and just kind of be like, huh? It's okay. Uh, like, uh, thumbs up <laughs> and then a thumbs up and then the, one because he's only missing, he's only got one off. <laughs> the mage hand does this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Which might not sorry be so out. clear as just uh, a hand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the hand it, it, did it, a slitty throaty. It, it extends a finger and does a slitty throaty motion. <laughs> um, and, and Blue will do sort of two hands and just be like, not yet. Um, <laughs> and come. And maybe. At <laughs> this point, the mage hand does uh, never flip the bird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining Morn and Ratsnick's faces as they try and work out this weird kind of mimed conversation that we're only seeing half of. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yet yeah, Blue will carry on. She'll carry on walking um, and uh, will sort of keep her wits about her um, and gesture to the dwarf uh, to keep going. Okay, so you carry on. Uh, what what uh, what are the other three of you? Do you're going to carry on along the path you're. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Rothgon shouts down and says, uh, "We the mage hand stays where it is. Then he just flies down slightly, just to be in range of um, of uh, that snicking morn, so he's not shouting. Um, and he's just like, uh, Blue's on her way up. She shouldn't be too long. Um, she's got a dwarf with her, so um, let's kill that. Sincerely, yeah. um... <laughs> Rothgon, not all dwarfs, not all of them, um, just the mech dwarfs. Yeah, it's okay for you to play bowling with them into the sea, but when the rest of us want to get a kill in, all of a sudden, <laughs> they're fine. I mean, that w- I will admit, that was funny. <laughs> So while you're, while you're walking up the path, um, you see one of these little foxes come running back down the path towards you. Oh, hello, little one. Are you lost? And uh, it goes scampering up uh, Ratsnick and pops into his pocket. Oh. I mean, I know it's probably difficult to tell, but is that the same one that's been with him? Uh, you imagine so. It seems very at home in your pocket. It just curls up into a little ball. Yeah, there's that. Um... I mean, I've had it for a little while. And I'm going to jump down yeah, and start doing the, the attacking and the killing and then these zombies. Um, I think it's friends with a cat soon. Uh, child, that's him. Oh, hmm. yes, it was the cat soon that gave me the statue that I put on the island and made all the little foxes run out. I'm very glad it is not setting fire to your pockets. Yeah. Yeah, this one's um, it's pretty chill. This one. This is okay. okay. So you're, uh, I'm assuming you're just going to carry on walking. Um, yeah. You're sort of concluding this um, story as you basically meet 
blue again um and more as you've said pockets you you just sort of realize there's something in your in your pocket um, oh well it would be pouch i do not have pockets oh okay you I um it would i don't be know pouch. how you realize there's something in your pouch uh, well, okay you, um, pouch leans against my leg it is like pocket i'm just being it's just semantics i know I think, but um think, it's not yeah, really no, pocket. So, so what i'm gonna say is um when you put the bag of holding back and you sort of mm -hmm. got the thing out you sort of it's sort of like like you know when you get you, sort of in your mind's eye you suddenly remember something that you've spotted before like you suddenly go oh i saw that ages ago and i didn't even think about it um and there was just a little white card piece of paper in your in your pouch oh yes hang on uh, so she reached into the pouch and pull it out this thing and so as you get there blue uh, blue you arrive um and yeah you're met with this scene of uh rothcon looking looking nervous <laughs> about what what daddy's gonna say <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a, uh, Rat Six obviously got three zombies and this terrifying, uh, creature. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, um, obviously Blue's got this bedraggled dwarf behind her and, uh, Morn's just pulled this, uh, card out of her pocket. On it is a sparkly S. Oh. That is sparkly S on card. <gasps> Blue! Uh, she's going to, uh, give Blue, like, a massive... Uh, I was going to say bear hug, but it's a dragonborn hug. And then yeah. let her go. The hold her arm's length and just look her up and down. Good. You still have all limbs. Although he does not seem to. Uh, no. <laughs> looking at the, uh, the dwarf. No, I uh, closed it off. Um... Oh, good for you. Um, <laughs> and then she'll just look back at the card. Um, I think he's from, uh, from Lady Else. S has glittery S on it. Is there anything uh, so else? It's a glittery ass on one side, and on the other side, it just says, you're killing it, babes. <laughs> it says, you're killing it, babes. I think that means we are doing well. I have killed quite a few things. If it is my fault about the little tiny foxes, I think that I have probably killed quite a lot of things. And Blue... um, go on. Um, Blue is... Uh, is gonna be like well there's been lots of screaming um earlier and something something set fire to something i'm not sure and this this guy can just hear screaming there is a woman screaming in his head and i don't know who it is he's not very informative okay well we can end the screaming for him and rothcon um <laughs> a firebolt rubs in his hand <laughs> just in his hand for now um, and, uh, yeah, Blue, you, um, as, um, sort of, uh, as, um, you've seen the card from Lady S, you sort of remember that, um, while you've been walking up, you've realised there is a bit of paper in one of your pockets. And she will take the paper out. Again, it's a little business card. It's got a, spinkle, a sparkly pink S on one side. Um, sure and on... On the other side, it's um, the there's a sparkly, exactly the same sort of sparkly, magically. It's like a twelve year old has glittered. These S's are like a twelve year old, but they're magical. Oh my god! They're like magic. They're sort of like sprinkles and yeah, and the S is sort of is a combination of sort of glitter and little stuck on like jewel like jewelly things, and it's that sort of thing. And on the other side is a, the same, 
uh, but it's blue and it is the exactly the same as the glowing tattoo on your back. Um, and all it says is, it's not the only way. We're killing it, babes. It's not the only way. Oh. She's not, she's just going to look at it and she's going to put it back in her pocket. She's not going to say anything. Um. <laughs> Um, I feel, I feel, um, I should tell you something, Blue. Um, the, the people who were on fire, um, that is partly my fault, partly Ratsnick's fault. Um, we, we kind of released little tiny foxes who then did lots of biting of tieflings and then setting them on fire. Right. Um, okay. I mean... I feel like that was that was good because well were they were they threatening? They were, but now we're a little concerned about Richard's Rothgon's mother. Um, Richard. Oh, uh, this is uh, I uh, no. Um, it is not Rothgon's real name. No, um, it is not. <laughs> I, I have done it by accident. Um, it was a slip of tongue. Um, sometimes common is quite difficult for me to speak. Um, I just did it by accident. Not I'm Richard so, Rothcon. I'm so glad you're out of pantomime mode. Um, yeah, well, I, what you thought I was actually born with a name like Rothcon? Who? What? What kind of name is that? Well, I. I mean, you're called Blue Horizons, so let's not throw no, stones. No. But... <laughs> I'm not sure Horizons canon. I think that. No, well, no, it is, well, no, it is. But she's never actually told you her surname. True, okay. You're called Blue, so let's not throw stones. Um, you don't even know the half of it, mate. Um, <laughs> so, Richard. Yeah, it's a very strong name for leadership, apparently. Uh, well, yeah, you did always look like a bit of a dick to me, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> not the first time I've heard that. that one down an hour ago. <laughs> No judgment, no judgment. We've all got we've all got family issues that we don't like to discuss. Um, uh, my worry is um, that we have only got one way to go, and that is up. And there are things being set on fire without us really knowing what's causing it. And there is a woman screaming in his head. I don't know. I wanna. I I wanna know what the call. Who the call is from. And what what these tieflings have to do with it? Well, the foxes. Is, all... I would say that's a really good summary of where we're up to, Moa. That's quite a good place to take a little break, I think. Nice. Could I just check canonical, canonically? Um, was this all walking and talking towards the temple? I think um, so. I, I think that little bit was at the crossroads where you met. Yeah. Right. Um, at the crossroads, I okay. wasn't walking at that point. Okay. Probably waiting for the dwarf to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's take a little break. Okay, see you in a moment. There we are. Hello, everyone. Back. So we left everyone um, at this crossroads. Um, I don't know if Rothcon has decided to attack the dwarf or leave the dwarf alone for now. Um, he's got a fire bolt readied. 
Yeah, um, um will like as soon as a conversation of important stuff finishes, Ratsnick will sort of turn to to Blue and say, um what are you doing with uh with that? I'm um a testament, maybe. Say, say that again. <laughs> yeah, so he'll, say, he'll nod to like and snarl towards the dwarf mm-hmm. and say, uh, "What are we doing with that?" I'm, um, I'm a, a testament, maybe. <clears throat> I mean, all I've been able to get out of him is that he's been tortured by the tieflings, and he's for the last two months he's been hearing a woman screaming in his head. Can't get anything more out of him. So be my guest friend. So, Why did you do this to us, Tiefling? <laughs> How much do you want to live? Stop the screaming in our heads. Well, uh, well, um, we need to make a move. So you can either come with us and help us with what we're doing, and maybe we can help you out, or we kill you now. Which, which would you prefer? Either way, it looks like the screaming will stop. <sighs> I'll come with you for now. Okay. As much as I'd love to have fun and interrogate him, I'm not sure we have a whole lot of time, and I'm really keen to see what those foxes were doing in the temple. Um, The one that came back to Ratsnick has sort of suggested that maybe there's a whole massacre in there. Great. Let's go, then. Ratsnick's going to keep an eye on this dwarf. Um, And... He he won't get it to do anything yet, but he will command the Bodak to watch the dwarf or look at the dwarf till he says otherwise. Okay, so yeah, the Bodak is now just walking like only a few feet behind the dwarf. Yeah, um, like the dwarf looks absolutely <laughs> terrified, like properly scared. Commented on the Bodak. Um, can I? set a reddit action that'll just keep going over and over and over again for the Bodak. Like, Ratsnick yeah. could issue the command, if the dwarf tries anything against the party um, to use its death gaze on the dwarf. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, you um, you head up the path, um, and as you're heading, it just goes up and up. It gets steeper. There's sort of some steps, some bits where you sort of almost have to scramble. Um, and as you're going up, actually, Rothgon, you sort of um, you notice that you have a small um, note um, in in one of your uh, pockets as well. Okay. Um, I will pull out um, the note, hold it up for everyone to see. Uh, I wonder who this is from, and then look at it. <laughs> it's got it's got sparkly S on one side. Oh, amazing. Uh, and on the other side, it just says, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. He's he's not what you think. He's not what you think. He's not what you think, that's it. Okay. Um, so, Rothgon will then just put it back in his pocket. Cool. Do you tell the party what it says, or do you just... Nope. Okay. So you carry on up the path. Um, it get, As I say, it gets steeper, there's uh, rockier. And as you get to the top, it sort of uh, flattens out. And there was, um, well, there is now the remains of, uh, again, another small settlement, maybe um, 30 or 40 wooden houses um, uh, all around um, this huge um, tower 
sort of at the bottom of the tower there is a, a large room a large sort of stone building um and uh, and and a tower and uh, there are piles there are corpses all over the place um and um this this um this sort of stone room it's probably 20 feet high by about uh, 40 50 feet wide in the middle there's sort of steps going up to it and there's a, a metal a metal door um and there are all these sort of uh, corpses sort of uh, on the steps are they burnt corpses burnt corpses yeah Fresh burnt corpses? Freshly burned corpses, yeah. One's starting to feel a little bad. Um, Rothgon's just going to gaze his eyes across them and just see uh, if there's any distinguishing features in any of the tieflings. Um, I'm assuming your tieflings aren't winged. Uh, No, most of them aren't winged. Um, Most of them aren't winged. You can't, there's nothing, you can't, they're charred now. You can't really... You wouldn't be able to tell if you knew any of them. Okay. Um, he'll just yeah that that he's just hoping then that um, that none of them were winged and it's all fine. It's all fine. Everything's fine. Um, I am starting to feel a little uncomfortable with the amount of dead people there seem to be around. Um, I'm sure. I'm maybe they were bad people. Maybe they were good people. But it does not seem particularly good that they are all burnt to death. They're not bad people. They're just fanatical. My, What we fundamentally believe in is freedom and rebellion. And um, around these parts, what bigger rebellion is there than to prevent death, to stay two fingers up to the natural order of things and keep surviving and keep going this is why my father is such a celebrity around these parts because for all intents purposes people seem to have brought into the fact that he has the secrets of immortality but yeah it's just they're just the way they think it's not necessarily bad people As Rothgun said this about the natural order, you realise that it's now a quite a pleasant day. Um, uh, imagine a nice day in the highlands of Scotland or in the Rocky Mountains. It's kind of it's brisk, but there the sun's shining. Um, there was it was obviously very deep snow up here, which has now started to melt. Um, so despite the fact you're in this sort of horrific scene, the weather has taken a rather nice, rather pleasant turn. Great. <laughs> Um, and the other thing is you can now see that beneath the snow, again, is sort of all down this mountain, more uh, graves. Hmm. What about these um, about lengthening life unnaturally? There seem to be a lot of dead people. I was just thinking the same thing, more. Well, that's the thing. We haven't... My people haven't achieved it. Uh, some have unnatural means and uh, packs with um, great powers out there and agreements and such, but as a rule, nobody really survives death. Um, hence why my father is such a marvel to everybody. What look over at Ratsnick? I'm just kind of contemplating that Ratsnick was quite dead. <laughs> and <this is> not <laughs> now dead. Yeah. I mean, he's hunched over. Well, he, he's just looking like head tilted at the pile of corpses. Like, 
You can almost see like his hand gestures are starting an animate dead spell, but he's not quite sure whether he should or not. Ugh. So yeah, um, you, you, yeah, as, as straight in front of you, maybe a hundred meters is the steps up to this um, temple, large stone uh, building. Come, Rothgon, let's um, let's see if your mother is in there. Um, and I just before we um, start to go into the temple, I look around. Is there any distinguishing features like? coat of arms or, or, or decorations or anything that suggests who this temple belongs to or who's settled here? Uh, nothing other than that it is all tieflings. Um, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's all tieflings. Um, obviously, what you do know is that these gravestones are nothing like you've seen in Domania. They look old, really old. Um yeah, and they, they probably, is, in your mind, they wouldn't have been erected by tieflings. Hmm. Blue, uh, is that to investigate one of these gravestones? Okay, so yeah, just off, off, off of where sort of the, the, the conurbation is. Yeah, it's a, there's a stone, um, stone there. Um, it, it maybe once had markings, but it, it's not clear what they are. Okay. Oh, I thought that might give us something. Oh, well. Hmm. Um, I'm short of an exhumation. I'm really not sure what to suggest to investigate who these belong to. Well, what I would say, what I would say, but they are, they are old. They've been there for centuries, if not millennia. They have, they're ancient. So how long have your people been, been here, do you know? Um, we're very post the Calamity, if that makes sense to you. Um, before the islands are as they are now. What we were before, I, I have no idea. It, it was a very different world back then. Rothgon, roll a history check for me. Oh, oh, that's a five. Oh dear. So I can't Rothgon, do anything with that. <laughs> yeah, you you have no recollection of tieflings settling south of Domania. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's all I, I mean, can tell you. <laughs> this this is all split off from my my home's further north than this, so this is still south for us. Right, well, she's going to turn to the dwarf. So two months ago, you started hearing voices, like, and the tieflings, they, they, they put all of that mechanical stuff on you? No, don't be, no, don't be silly. We do this. This is how we live. This is our way. Okay, so what did they do to you to make A you voice? The screaming voice. We don't yes. know how they did it. We don't know why they did it. That's why we've come to find out. Oh, again, are we walking and talking? Uh, Morn yeah, is hovering at the bottom of these steps, waiting for like everyone else to catch up. Because yeah. she's very much kind of, Rothgon said we had to find his mother, make sure she mm. is okay. She might yeah. be inside. Yeah. Well, hopefully she's not come this far south. Um, but Rothgon will then start to walk into the temple 
and then um, address blue is like, from what I understand, and again, my father has a lot of stories and very confusing. And, you know, you know what dads are like with me and my heyday. Well, he had like a thousand years of heyday. I can't keep up with all of that. Anyway, um, dwarves were uh, sacredly charged to guard the entrance points to hell, I believe. Um, and they used magic themselves. They were very, very much magical creatures. And then, Did you uh, see the dwarf mention filthy magic? Yes. And since those days have passed, since uh, Mephistopheles first rose and his necrotic magic spread across the world, um, dwarves forsaken magic and focused on technology instead. So you've got to the door and it's locked. <sighs> um, Morn, uh, can I do a strength check? See if I can push it. See if I can, yeah, you, can you know, yeah. bash it in. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's a big old metal door. Metal? I, I'm a big old dragonborn. What do you think I of that, have, eh? I have lock picks. Yeah. Is it just a straight up strength check? Yeah, do a straight up strength check. Cool. Apparently, I can't just do that, so, um... Let's <laughs> roll one of those. And add four. What have I got? I can't see it. <laughs> it won't let me see um, it. Um, okay, that's a 24. 23. A 24. So you hammer into this door, like, shoulder barge, and it gives a bit, but nothing. I mean, it's, it's not moving. Can you all do a perception check, please? Do, do, do. Oh, no, that's persuasion. Something very different. Twelve for Ratsnick. Nineteen for Blue. Twenty-one for Morn. Bloody hell. Three for right? Rothgarn. <laughs> <laughs> so, Morn, as you bounce back off the door, you uh, look down and just by your feet is this sort of charred arm holding uh, a ring with a key in it. Um, oh. They've obviously... They, uh, as you sort of look around now, you realise that they were trying to get into the tower um, oh. when they died. Uh, Morn's going to pick up the key and hold it up. Maybe this will help. Um, and pop it in the lock. The arm, the arm sort of disintegrates, as you. Gross. Um, yeah, she's going to pop it in the lock, see if it turns. Yeah, it turns. She opens the door. Okay, so you open the door and the entire room in front of you is, is sort of filled with a, uh, with a um, pink glow. Um, and straight ahead of you, underneath um, the sort of dome, the sort of straight ahead of you is where the tower goes up and you can see that the ceiling so this the ceiling of the room you're in is about 20 foot and then uh, where the tower is you can see it just goes up and up and um you can see underneath it is just a huge pink sort of geode i mean it's massive it's sort of 30 foot and it just sticks straight out of the floor um and um along the walls are shelves with little wooden boxes on Oh, he's hmm. pretty. The only other thing you can see in the room is a door um, and some stairs that head up the tower. Um, how high are the shelves? Um, so they, they, they are uh, no higher than about 10 feet. Um, and um, I, I imagine IKEA based their sort of books, you know, that system where you could put the blocks boxes in. Yeah, the one on the square. That's it. That's what it looks like. But wooden, nice wooden shelving. 
Each one's um, got a box on it. Rothgon will use Mage Hand and stand underneath where one of the boxes are and just do a cat's push off box and then hopefully Rothgon will catch it. Yeah, so you catch the box. Um, they, they, sorry, they, they only go up to 10 foot, but they are floor to ceiling. Oh, okay. Well, I take a high one anyway. I feel that's, that's cool. the important ones. That's cool. Yeah, you catch a little wooden box. Um, it's got a little uh, sort of uh, brass clasp on it, but it's not it's not locked at all. Um, I open it. Okay, so inside is a um, like a, a, a spike, a, let's say a piton, just for the repeated yeah. use of the word piton, with some of this pink geode on top of it. And next to that is an uh, an amulet, uh, again made from this pink geode. What is this? Um, and then he'll show the rest of the team, including the dwarf, um, and just yeah. Anybody got any ideas? Rapsix gonna cast detect magic. Um, okay. And it, it sort of he'll initially be focusing on the geode but obviously that'll be his first thing he'll take in after that he'll just take in the room within 30 feet of him okay um so uh what is in the box has the same type of um magic um as um all the boxes are glowing with a tiny amount of the magic that is emanating from this stone. Um, you feel like it's somehow the stone is naturally imbued with whatever it is. Um, and do I, I have to tell you the school of magic, don't I? Uh, yes, the school of magic of it. Um, so Paul has to think about what school it is. Uh, it is um, uh, con con conjuration slash summoning. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Ratsnick would be mumbling. So as as he's looking round, he'd be going, "It's a uh, sense of um, duration summoning." Um, um, okay, yeah. It's is there anything like so? He's he's sort of now take out geode and pink rock out of his mind and just scan the rest of the room to see if there's anything else for now. Yeah, it's only thirty feet, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't sense anything else. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Um, Rothgon will approach the stone in the centre of the room. Yeah, I want to touch it. <laughs> yeah. You can touch um, it. It, um, it. You get this. You feel sort of drawn to it, um, and the box um, you're holding feels just drawn to it. Not like it. It's not going to fly out of your hand, but you feel just drawn to this stone. Hmm. What's the dwarf's reaction? The dwarf is looking more perturbed than he did before, and he's sort of holding his head. He's sort of like, it's he, almost like he can't bear the voice in his head anymore. Hmm. What's the, um, Ransick sort of opened his pocket on his robe a little bit. What's the little fox doing? Or he'll take the fox out gently and just sort of hold it in his hand. And just see what okay, the Okay, so the little, the little fox sort of comes out, sort of wakes up, like, wakes up all cute and then it sort of sniffs the air leaps off of your hand and heads straight up the stairs oh, oh that can't be good i mean normally it says oh, one says to follow it but 
I, um, we, we need to follow it. Mon will be yelling, come back, little fox. Uh, come <laughs> she back. chases that. She chases she's after She's chasing it. after it. Yeah. She's a little bit um, worried she's, that it's going to set fire to more people. Yeah, Rothgon's <laughs> right behind Morn. Um, Blue will be Blue will be following, but she'll also check to see if the dwarf... Like, the, the dwarf is like her canary in the mine. Um, <laughs> like... So the dwarf is now staring at, as you look back at him, he's staring at the metal the metal door and he's sort of backed away as far as he can within the room and he's just staring at this metal door. He's not even paying attention to what you guys are doing. The door we came in through. So no, there's another no, the no. other door in the room. Mm. Which is also metal, which I may not mention to you. I'm, my apologies. Oh, shit. Um... Oh! Okay. I think the screaming. Oh, oh, okay, she's gonna she's gonna notice that, but she's gonna follow the others. Okay, so the dwarf does not follow. Um, the zombies follow, but the bodak is gonna just stay watching the dwarf, um, unless you command it to do otherwise. Oh. Right, Snake. Um. Oh hell no! He'll leave the dwarf. But well, he he'll turn to more. Well, he turned to blue then, because uh, I mean he would have been one of the last ones up the stairs as well. And he'll uh, he'll sort of again like snarl towards the dwarf and say, um, "We done with him yet?" I don't think he's gonna hurt us. He seems the scree. I think this this screaming he's talking about is getting worse. I don't know what's behind that door, but I'm. I think he's going to be sticking here for a while. Okay, he'll he'll just sort of like again, like eye towards the dwarf, and he'll walk up the stairs. He'll bring the bodak and the zombies with him. Um, okay, the dwarf. The dwarf doesn't move. The dwarf just sort of looks almost mesmerized. But, and terrified by this door in the corner of the room. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he'll make his way up with his crew. Okay. So this tower is tall. There's no guardrail on the inside. It's about 20 foot wide, but it goes up 450 feet. Um, so if you are not good at heights, this would not be a tower for you to climb. Um, it's, again, Rothgon, this does not look like the sort of thing that, um, that you would build in Domania. It looks like it's probably older. Um, it, it's sort of made of almost dry stone wall. It, it's, it's holding together, but it, it, it looks ancient. Okay. Um, and yeah, it goes up and up and up and you all are heading up. Um, and, uh, when you get to the, t you sort of, uh, it comes out. And you come out into a rather nice um, library, um, and it's uh, there's all sort of books. All of them are uh, clearly magical reference books and necromancy books. Um, there's a small summoning table in the middle of the room, and uh, the little fox is jumping around at the bottom of a ladder that goes up um, even higher. Is uh, this Ratzik's gonna try and jog his memory. Is this the same place he saw in his dream back from the building we were in, the seven? It's it, it is it's the same. Um, although when you were here, it looked newer and younger. 
Hmm. Hmm. And the same you went that you, when, when you sort of get out there and you look out the window, you realise that when you were here, there wasn't this sort of wooden town. Most of the trees hadn't grown. And, and again, you saw the graveyard, the sort of gravestones going out as far, but they were they were newer. And... Hmm. No, he, he, he'll acknowledge it, but he's not going to say anything just yet. He'll cast his eyes... Over the, over the books, if there's any, I, like he said, there's some like necrotic ones or anything like that. He'll just take a moment, to sort of just scan a few of the the spines or anything like that, see if there's anything that stands out at all. Um, it, I mean, it all looks insanely exciting to you. Nothing stands mm -hmm. out because it all looks really exciting. Like it's you know, this is your dream come true. This is everything you've sort of. This is all these amazing necromancy books and, and magical reference books. Um, yeah, I mean, he's gonna. Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was gonna say he's like the the like slightly like scared and timid rat snake that was just that that's gone now. He's like back to his sort of like a uh, bit hyped up, springing his step, and he'll like go over to one of the shelves and. He's not going to read it properly. He'll just like pull the book out, thumb like thumb through all the pages, and then put it back, and then go over like a few rows over, take two more books out and flip through those, and then put it back. Um, it'd just be mumbling things like like incredible and just all that. He's in awe for a minute or two. Um, yeah, Morn is Sorry. Sorry, go on. Go on, no, no, go on. Go on, Jeremy. Just because Morn was the first person to, like, actually get in the room. Yes, you were there first. Um, Sorry. <laughs> um, with this little fox jumping up and down at the bottom of the, mm -hmm. the ladder, uh, she is trying to persuade the fox to get in her, like, into her claw, into her paw. They're like, come on, little fox. No. Uh, no, 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 no. We do not start fires in rooms with lots of books. My friends, they like the lots of books. I quite <laughs> like the books myself. Just different types of books. I like the so ones with the stories. It isn't it isn't catching anything on fire. Um, yep. And as you touch it, it doesn't feel hot to touch. Um, but it is very keen to go up this ladder. Oh. Oh, do you need help up the ladder, little one? That is <laughs> No, no, no. I think we should be the first ones up the ladder. Oh, okay. Uh, who wants to hold this? You're just going to hold it out for <laughs> somebody the else fox, to take. The fox immediately is off your hands and trying to get up the ladder. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, do you, I will check it out first. Uh, so uh, Morn is going to climb up the ladder. Okay. Um, there is a trapdoor above you, um, oh. which opens... Oh, uh, she would open it like a little tiny bit so that like her eyes, because they're quite close to the top of her head, um, so that her eyes are, are just kind of peeking through. So what you can see at that vantage point is in the middle of the tower, there's some sort of stone plinth, um, but you can't see what's on top of it. And there appears to be to your left and right two stone chairs. You imagine there's probably a third stone chair um, opposite, but you can't see it you know it would create the shape of a sort of a three-pointed it seems to be some kind of um i don't know a little bit like a throne room with big um uh, stone chairs and uh, like an altar thing in the middle should do you want me to go up 
Um, so you now you um, hear um, uh, someone muttering in Infernal, and Ooh. you can hear some sort of magical effect take place beyond the plinth. Oh. Um, I'm really sorry, but there is definitely somebody up here. Um, Morn, get down. Get safe. Um, so she kind of like just drops below the the level of the trapdoor. Well, what did what did you hear? I'm sorry. It was. I think it's in Infernal. I do not speak Infernal. Is it sounds a little like Draconic, but it is not the same. <sighs> get down. Um. And if 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 Morn does, um... oh yeah, she's going to do that thing where uh, that cool thing they do in films where they put their their feet on the outside of the ladder and just slide down. <laughs> um, and then Rothgon will go up the ladder. Uh, yeah, are you how far out of the trapdoor are you going to go? I'm just going to go in. Okay. He's... Uh, so when you come out of the trapdoor, oh, you are on top. So, as he's going down, um, as he's opening the trapdoor, he just looks down at. Blue, and um, a toddler version of himself um, is standing next to her, sucking his thumb. So um, yeah, as you, oh go on, sorry, Blue. No, no, no. She's just gonna like notice it and be like, "Yeah, makes sense." <laughs> <laughs> um. So as you climb out of the, uh, as you cl- climb out. Um, you um, can you, you see that in front of you is this plinth, and on top of the plinth is a cage with a sort of large um, blue um, crystal in it. And yeah, there are these three stone chairs um, facing towards this uh, crystal, and uh, you can see um, um, swirling around, not quite where you are, but there are these little. Um, uh, tieflings swirling around in a sort of 15-foot radius from someone who's clearly hiding behind one of the the, 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 the chair opposite you. Oh. Um, in Infernal, Rothgon will just sort of say something along the lines of, uh, Hello? Uh, who's here? Well, what's going on? Wait, stay away from me! Um... Literally... Maybe we can possibly help you. Um, we we saw what went on outside the tower. Um, we think we have control of it now, but um, you're still in danger. So uh, let us help. Is that is that you, Gareth? Is that you, Gareth? Gareth? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, my, my my name is Richard. Richard, that's a good tiefling name. It Which is, Richard are is. you? Are you Richard from the docks? No, no, uh, from from the northern, uh, Domania. Well, we're all from Domania, Richard. Yes, uh, well, <laughs> Richard Von Ryder. Richard Von Ryder's not on this island, don't be so silly. I, I'm literally right here. I mean... <laughs> You see this little. You see this. 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 Uh, you see this face like peep up from behind the stone chairs, looking at you very suspiciously. I smile with a mouthful of pointed fangs. Are the are the, are the fire? Is the fire gone? No, it's not. Um, but as I said, it, we we possibly 
can help you get out somehow? Uh. Okay. Uh, well, if the fire's not gone, how are you not dead? All the everyone's dead. I, I found some magics to help protect me, but it's only working on me. Well, how can you protect me then? Well, I don't. What is this place? What what's going on exactly? If you're Richard, you would know. I've been on sabbatical, let's say. Mm. Um, it's been a while since I last spoke with my father. We've cut... We... This is the outpost of the Cult of Souls. Right. Your father sent us here. To for mine. What? To mine for what? To find the voice. Voice? Like a of screaming? Of the child in the darkness. Voice of the child in the darkness. This is all coming together. Um, right. And uh, any luck? We found it, but it speaks the fire tongue. Celestial. The fire, yes. Well, we are it's... waiting for word from the plug hole of the translation. Ah, yes. Um, we, we, we have the translation. So is the child here? Uh, you can see the child, but she is not here. We can see the child, but she's not here. Go down, uh, down, down where we've mined deep. We found the stone. The metal door. Yes, beyond the door, down, down deep. Okay. I stay up here. If you come down, you you won't survive. Um, when we're gone, hopefully the magic's that cause this will come with us. Okay, Richard. Um, if you see, speak to my father. Um, I'm not here. You didn't speak to me. Now I'm going home for a holiday surprise and don't want to ruin it. <laughs> um, he must know. Oh, don't make me kill you. <laughs> um, Did you come with that dwarf? Um, the, the dwarf's under our, um, hostage. Very good. Perhaps we can kill him together, Richard. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, just lay off saying anything to Dad, and, um, hopefully you'll get out of this. And then he'll go back down the trapdoor? Yeah, he lets you go back down. Um, can Morn do a history tech check, please? Um, because... What do you want to know? I'm trying to see whether I can remember something. Okay. Well, what, what are you trying to remember? I'm trying to remember the bits of the translation that we um, were able to translate. Okay, yeah. Joy Amy has it written down, but I just want to see if Morn can remember it. So did anyone have it that. written down? I do. And, uh, Rothgon, I mean, did anyone in the party? Uh. Oh, actually, Rothgon's still got the original copy. Oh, has he? Well, I assume so. Case... Or, or, or it's in the bag of holding because um, he never gave it to the tieflings. He, we killed them all. Uh, and then picked case, up all the paperwork. Can I see what the remembers that it's in there? Yeah. <laughs> or can do remind history... people? Yeah, do a history check. I mean, that's an eight, which is pretty good for Morn. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you don't remember. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> no. But wh- while you're all, I mean, I don't know what Blue's doing while, I mean, I don't know what Blue and Mourn are doing while you're waiting for Rothcon. I'm assuming that, um, uh, well, I was standing, that I was standing at the bottom kind of trying to listen in on the conversation. Yeah, yeah I mean, as well, but she's also, she's kind of facing out into the library under the stairs to, um, to sort of keep guard. She's very on edge. Um, it was all in Infernal, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. but Morn would still try and listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've, you've literally just heard this Infernal um, chat. One thing you have noticed in the room is that there is a large uh, painting of two mountains, one red and one purple, with a black sun rising over these two mountains, uh-huh. um, which obviously has brought all the memories of the cult back to you. Um, and um, Morn, since your sort of vision with Salune, those words that the, 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 the translation of, of the poem is is just in your head. You know it as if you've always known it. You could never, right. you know, like a song that you've known since you're a child. You know every word of that. You know, now that I think more about it. I mean, the thing we translated, it did say bring fire, bring death, bring sweet death. Um, bring rage, bring sweet death. Um, maybe, maybe we were supposed to do the burning of the things. But it says, it says in the darkness come to me. So maybe, maybe she is underground. So as you're saying this, obviously, Blue, you know what the poem Uh is. It's the, it's the call, Morn. It's the call. She, there's, there's. It's the call to for help to the sisters, and if this oh. is, if this is someone who needs our help, this is this is the task. This was the last task that I was given from the sisters, but I don't know how long they've been calling. If it's a if it's a voice that that's been being I, I i don't know i've just realized i didn't hear that conversation so i can't um <laughs> i don't know i don't know if it's uh, they said it's a child there's some sort of child here maybe that's the screaming that the dwarf is hearing i don't know maybe that is why dwarf is looking at door downstairs yes. rock on rock on well, hurry yeah. up um yes for all intents and purposes she's here but she's not here however if we want to talk to her we need to go downstairs right then let's get this shit done <laughs> more like morn loves having a mission um uh yeah so she's gonna march her way downstairs um, uh, as yeah. they all, as all start walking downstairs um off gone turns to rack snake he's like um can you maybe call the fox back or is it going to respond to you i mean yeah at this point like for anyone that has been watching rats all of a sudden his head pops out the portable hole um and he's <laughs> currently got all of the zombies and the bodak included have been like getting all the books off all the shelves and just piling <laughs> them into the portable <laughs> hole so he just like pops up like um are we going <laughs> yes yes we're going hmm I, I, last ones and so yeah the last zombies chuck the books in and he's just and not anything specific he's just as much as he can in case he never gets to come back here um, he'll climb out roll up the portable hole 
It looked quite sad over the room. And then the fox, is it still trying to jump up the ladder? Yeah, so he'll just give uh, uh, what is right? No, he'll just go, hey, um, come with. And he'll just like hold his pocket out and look to the fox. Fox is not leaving the base of that ladder. Okay, turning back to Rothgon then, it's, um, it's not coming. Okay, well, I told them to stay up there until we're gone, so hopefully it'll follow so us Rothgon, off the island. So, Rothgon, as you're saying this, and you've seen Ratsnick packing up books as if he's going to be able to leave this island, it suddenly occurs to you that from on top of the tower, there was nothing else. Just ocean, as far as you can see. No other conurbations apart from this burned dock. Hmm. As far as you're concerned, it's only just occurred to you, but there isn't a way off the island. Huh. Um, and with that thought, he'll just kind of like have an inward dialogue of, well, that's a future Richard problem. Um, <laughs> and not alert the team just yet. Um, and carry on um, towards the metal door with Morning Blue. Okay, so yeah, you come down. Um, yeah, come down. Takes you a few minutes, and uh, you get down to this metal door. Dwarf. Is it locked? What's the dwarf doing? Yeah. The dwarf, um, are you looking that way because the screaming is coming from this way? I hear the screaming. Well, yes, I know you hear screaming. That's why I'm asking about the screaming. Is it coming from this direction? Screaming. The screaming's coming. The screaming's coming. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Uh, Mephistopheles balls. Um, <laughs> are you sure we can't just kill him? I just, I feel like... He's being tortured. I, uh, listen, at this point, I, I'm, I'm benign whichever way it goes. Um, I just want to, I want to find where this call is coming from. Is my priority. Let's use him like canary. If he yeah. starts to go unconscious or something weird happens, then we can all run. Okay. Um, Rothgon goes to push the metal door. It's locked. Uh, Morn, you want to try the key? Okay. Uh, Morn tries the key. Key doesn't work in that lock. Uh, blue? I mean, I've got lock picks. That is a good idea. She's okay. gonna try and pick the lock. Slight of, slight of hand then. You can, uh, you've can. you got um, proficiency with lock picking tools, haven't you? Yeah. So yeah advantage then. Fifteen. You managed to unlock the door. Okay. So you've unlocked the door? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go. Um, do you mind if I go first? I, uh, I'm worried for you all, my friends. Please, go ahead. Uh, Morn's, sorry, Morn's going to take up the front. Mm. Okay, so as you open the door, you can now hear quite... A long way away but you can hear like a scream like a scream from like the depths of time like a guttural s s sound that is sort of echoing down these chambers 
um, and coming out the door, at which point the dwarf grabs his head and just runs out of the room. He's gone. He's running off down the out of the islands. Oh, there so, goes our fairy. It's okay. We can hear it now. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, is Morn leading on? Morn is leading on Both in the direction the that she feels second. like feels like the sound is coming from. Yeah, Blue will be behind her. Okay, so you head down into this tunnel um, and it is clearly being hacked out of the rock. This is not a tunnel that is like what is natural. Um, and um, yeah, you sort of head down um, and down and as you're heading down, um, this screaming is getting louder and it's becoming uncomfortable and painful. Um, does, and... does anyone have earmuffs? This is quite distressing. Um, so obviously to everyone it's a scream, but for all intents purposes, it's pointing that this might be, um, the person causing this scream is a celestial. Um, Am I able to tune my ears in to see if I can pick up anything but a scream? Uh, you, you you try, but you just, you can't. Um, and actually, for Rothcon, it seems worse for you. It seems more... Okay. Um, I will then shout out in Celestial, um, which I, to the rest of you doesn't even sound like words. It's just like a... a, a beautiful sort of humming sound um but the shout out is something on the lines of we're here to help we're, we're coming to help you and see if that changes anything nothing hmm okay well um yep plowing on forward yeah uh, Mont is going, going as fast as she possibly yeah, can and same as Rothgon's just following on Okay, so you, the tunnel starts to go deeper and every so often it opens up into what are obviously natural caves and you sort of uh, points, you go down ladders. Um, at one point at the bottom of one ladder, you find a dead uh, tiefling um, who's clearly been there for a little while. Um, isn't not burned, grilled. Okay. Not char-grilled, um, is, um, but has sort of blood pouring from its, or sort of congealed old blood pouring from its ears and its nostrils. Right. Uh. Um, Morn is going to use her channel divinity um, and she is going to, um, she's going to kiss her flail um, and it's imbued with a positive energy. Um, so it's, um, it, it, it emits kind of a bright light for 20 feet and a dim light for 20 feet beyond that. It's almost like a comfort thing, really, because this is quite distressing. Um, but she's created a sacred weapon, essentially. That does... That eases things for all of you, apart from Rothgon, who now is feeling more... The pressure of it all is feeling worse. It's somehow... It feels like this... It feels like this sound is attacking your being it's not just that it is attacking like for everyone else it's it's sort of attacking that it's in their ears it's in their head this sound more than you can't even really sense it coming in your ears you just hear it in your head but for rothgon you're sort of hearing it in every element of your body you can feel it 
Um, and as you come, you come down and you come down and you can see there have been torches placed sort of sporadically along the wall. So it's not been terrible to get through. But uh, you can see that ahead of you, uh, it seems to open up and there's a lot more light in the tunnel ahead of you. We're still going, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we're still going forward. Yeah, you, has, okay. He's behind Blue now, just to try and okay. shield him a little bit from a... Um, is is Morn's weapon having an effect on Rothgong? Because obviously I think it does do something to undead or fiends, doesn't it? Uh, only if I choose... Uh, if it, I can choose two different things to do with it and it doesn't do anything to fiends and undead oh, unless cool, cool. I do that with it. So, what would it do to fiends and undead? Oh, I have two choices. I can use Sacred Weapon or Turn the Unholy. Ah, there we go. Um, but I've I've chosen Sacred Weapon, so it doesn't do anything to the undead. It doesn't do anything. Okay, no. fine, fine, fine. But, Rothgon, as soon as it came on, it almost amplified the pain you were feeling. For right. everyone else, it sort of was as, uh, eased their pain. Um, so, yeah, can you all do me an intelligence check? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, oh great. Uh, sorry, an intelligence save. Intelligence save. I don't think save. I have. A 22 for Ratsnick. Oh, fuck. Oh, nice. Can you do it at a disadvantage, please? A disadvantage? Oh, no, but I got a 21. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Nat 20, this one, please. Ugh, nine. Um, so, one got an eight. Blue got a seven. Okay, so every all the rest of you start backing away as fast as you can. Oh, um, just you're terrified. This screaming in your head has sort of overwhelmed your senses. Only a Ratsnick can carry on. Um, Rothgon will attempt to summon um, a toddler Rothgon uh, to go with um, Ratsnick. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he'll sort of walk a few steps and then stop realizing people can't go. Um, I mean, I'm not too keen on going alone. Um, you really can't come with? What's wrong? I do not like it. It is not nice. Something's something's going on. I can't. I just. I just can't. I can. It, I mean, I can, you can get in the hole. I can go, you can go that way. I'd take you with me. I don't really fancy floating around a, um, a interdimensional space with a dead gongle, but. I mean, that's just pretty full of us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well, ah, let's go. <clears throat> and he'll like feeling, I mean, so he can hear the screaming but it's not bothering him enough to knock him at all. It's sort of, it's in your head, but you're sort of managing to just, by just will of thought, managing to stop it really terrifying you. Okay, so... I've just realised something. Um, Would it have made any difference if it was a 12 and not an... I mean, an 11 and not a... Oh, Gary, you all got plus three. Mm. You're plus three then. So I got a 10. So I got an 11, uh, 12. And I got an 11. Sorry about that. Didn't help. Okay. Okay, okay. that's fine then. <laughs> cool. Well, how it's meant to be. Um, okay. 
So you come round to the corner, Ratsnick, and um, the sort of the cave finishes. There's nothing beyond it, um, but um, it's been um, hollowed out quite a big space. Um, and in this space, there are another two dead tieflings, again, fairly desiccated. And um, in the middle of this wall is a green um, crystal that seems to have had the front edge sort of hacked off it. Um, so, it, so you've got that sort of shiny side of it, um, and it's uh, it's probably. I mean, it, you don't know how big it is because it goes into the rock, but it's it's probably about six foot high. It's almost like it's sort of a large green mirror in the wall. Hmm. And this just ends at a dead end with this. Dead end. That's the only thing here. Hmm. Okay, he'll he'll almost go like right up to it and just almost just like hover his hand just away from it and just try and pick up that like I almost imagine if there's like strong magic in the air it's like a static it doesn't quite feel it so we do an arcana check to see if there's any okay. essence yeah. he can tap into or understand yeah uh, do an arcana check 26 okay so you uh rec just from your studies you recognize um that this um this particular stone um is uh, really rare like you've never seen it but you've read about it sort of um at one point there was a sort of some like it's almost a myth of this sort of celestial reign of these huge celestial boulders that fell um to 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 um to earth and um you've read of various quests to find them but they sort of can link to um certain celestial beings that's sort of what you know from your studies or understand to your studies okay um, i mean he'll at this point ratsnicker i imagine they're at like a, a right angle this sort of tunnel it went right to the right so they can't see rats he can't yeah see they can't see the stone but they can see you still and they've only got they've gone sort of they've gone about 60 feet away so they can see you from where they are and they're just sort of hovering back a bit yeah so i mean he'll back up to a point where he can see them and he'll he'll describe as you just did so he'll say it's uh some some green stone it's um it's more i guess not a myth but someone from a long time ago out from the sky um there's no other way. Is possible that uh, this stone is the child? Hmm. So the other three of you now are sort of come a bit more to your senses. You're like, well, that was why did we? Why were we so scared? You can still hear this sound, but um, you now feel like you can probably you can try and go forward again. Yeah. Cool. Another saving. Be another saving throw. Uh, Morn is going to um, shake her head, um, like really annoyed with herself because uh, like things don't frighten Morn. That's not how it works. Um, so she is going to um, Paladine bolster me um, and cast protection from good and evil on herself. Um, so she can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by anything. Okay. My third disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. 
Do I still need to do so intelligence saving throw from all three of you, please? Okay. Um, so we're uh, add, a, add a plus three. Yeah. Yeah, 16. I've off gone. 20 for blue. Oh, 23 plus um, with yep. the. And 16 for Morn. You can all press forward now into the um, into the cave. Cool. With Ratsnick. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> how I'm long very sorry your... about Ratsnick. I'm very how sorry. How long did your protection from good and evil last, last more? Uh, uh, 10 minutes. Okay. Um, Rothgon will start to speak out in Celestial again, um, just to see if anyone, anything responds. Nothing. Morn, you were going to say something, I think. I was just saying sorry to uh, Ratsnik. Um, I don't know what came over me there. It is, it is not like me to leave you on your own. I will not do that again, I promise. It's okay. Um, I know it's, it's been beyond this before, but... Hmm. And he'll go back over to this stone. And he'll sort of inspect it again. And this time he'll just just put one finger to touch it. Ooh. Okay. Can you do me an intelligent saving throw, please? Okay. okay. We have a 26. Wow. Oh. Amazing. So as you touch it, you get this um so is he going to touch it and take his finger away or is he touching it and leaving his finger there yeah no i imagine he, he would he'll touch his finger and just keep it on there for now okay so as you touch it this screaming gets even like louder and more aggressive um in your mind and what you can see like a vision it's like you're looking into the crystal at the same time as this vision is being put into your mind and um you can see this snowy uh, wasteland um, uh, with these two huge mountains. One is purple. made. It's sort of like it's made from glass with a purple glow from inside. And the other one is red, the same, like or sort of ice, and it's got this red. Uh, and, and on the plain below, you can see um, a large abandoned city. And, and further beyond that, you can see a couple of other abandoned uh, um, cities. And... Um, as you sort of you keep your hand on there and you keep your hand on there, um, this flash into your mind of uh, a toddler, like a two-year-old girl, um, on the streets of this abandoned, um, uh, abandoned snow-covered city, and um, you know, although she's not moving her mouth, you know that this scream is coming from her, um, and just as you look at her. She opens her mouth and she says, nah. And then the, the like vision flashes back to the city. And can you do me an intelligence save, please? Oh. Huh. 19. Cool. So you can keep your finger on there. I mean, um, but it's almost you. Okay. Okay. Um, so he'll shake his head a little bit. I'm not sure if he's trying to... Um... Showers, summer. I saw, and then he'll describe the. He'll, he'll say, go through it again. He'll describe the whole scene. Um, I don't know if it's. Uh, showers are past. I think I've seen it before, but wait. It, that sounds like where Glongor sent me uh, the, the the other week. Um, it, it, it it's hell. 
there is a little, a little tiny person, and they are making them do the screaming. I am not happy with this. Rothgon will then attempt to touch the stone, even though I really shouldn't at the disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> Intelligence save at disadvantage, please. Oh, plus three, plus three. Plus three. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> Um, so that is a l- 12. Hey, sorry, Paul needs to roll some dice now. Bear with oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I rolled a 5. So, yeah, you put your hand on it. You see this vision of a city, but almost as soon as you do, you feel this sort of slither of pain in your mind, and you are frightened. Um, and you need to move away, uh, but also you take five psychic damage. Amazing. Um, oh, by the way, Rothcon's still in single digits on health points, by the way. If anyone's looking, he's not healthy. <laughs> I did not know this. You should tell me things like this. I could have sorted you out. It's fine. I'm running away. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I'll move 60 foot back then to that point where we were before. Yeah. Um, but in the snapshot of what I did see, was it hell? Was it? Yeah, it's Kenya. you, you, you like know this. This is, um, this is like from your, from Harkness and from what you've learned, this is what you believe, what you believe to be where Mephistopheles now resides. Okay. So, so it's like- not hell, hell, but it is. The oh. sort of hell that Mephistopheles has created. Um, so is it where I was when Grongor sent me? It definitely um, looks exactly as to where. Um, so, yeah, as I gather myself um, and, and, and shake off the um, being frightened, because it only lasts for a round, doesn't it, if it was in combat? Yeah. 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 I just sort of, like, <clears throat> shout back to the team. Yeah. It's 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 hell or some form of of hell. Uh, Pania, to be exact. Um, ape circle. Very cold. <sighs> but this child, she. This must be the 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 child that's calling for the sisters. How did she? How did she learn the call? I, um. If if she's celestial, like the original note said. She should not be there, or anywhere near there. This will explain, I guess, the agony she's in. Oh, poor little celestial we've, person. We've got to get her out. How, like, can, um, we, this is, this is the task I've been, I've been set. Off. Oh. oh. And Blue is kind of she's 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 stuck. She knows she's got to go get this kid, but she also um, has no idea how to. Well, a suggestion: if somebody would know how to get there, it would be my father. Mom's He's gonna the only person on this plane that would. Oh, and Gongle, but Gongle's dead. Morn's going to grip hold of the, her flail, which is obviously now glowing with this radiant celestial light, um, and um, look all dramatic and say, if I have to walk into hell, 
you are the people I would work in there with. Well, hell will be a welcome vacation after talking to Dad, so um, sign me up. Might send me there anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, Rasiga looked to Blue and say, is there something you do or announce when you answer a call? Could you communicate through this? And he'll nod to the stone. Let it know your answer in the call. And this is the first time that Blue has been tasked with answering someone's call. So she kind of doesn't know, but yeah, she's gonna um she's gonna put her hand to the to the stone, um, uh, to the crystal and and see if she can try and communicate with the child. Intelligence saving throw. Yep. That's a 15. Okay, you've managed to keep your hand on this stone. Uh, You see this city, you see this plain, you see these mountains, you see this dark sun rising. And um, yeah, after maybe 10, 20 seconds, you suddenly get this flash of this tiny toddler, completely naked in these snowy streets and um you hear her say something you don't quite understand but she says Akhtaru. and then the flashback to the city do me another intelligence save please unless you want to let go immediately um i mean she it she would try and like shout whilst having her hand okay. to she would try and like on hearing the 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 words but she as soon as she hears the the or sees the toddler she would try to um call out to it and almost start she'd possibly start saying the call um back she would start like reciting it um uh to the kid um, what languages does blue speak um common uh yeah i uh, oh, I should have another one. Human, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, shit, I'm not. I'm sure I wrote it down. <laughs> um. What 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 language would you like to speak in? <laughs> British and you celestial. <laughs> that would be a major retcon. She didn't speak celestial when we're in the plug house. No, so, uh, she didn't. Um, she didn't. Um, I'm gonna say probably Elvish. Um, or something like that um go for elvish it's a pretty standard language sorry go on i was going to suggest obviously i'm I'm, I'm against my own intelligence fails right now um if i could run forward just 30 foot um but still stay back from it all i can project um hearing blue start to say the prayer thinking that's not going to help he's going to try and summon a psychic projection of himself to teach blue the prayer in celestial Okay, um, let's... Okay, Blue, so you start speaking in Elvish or Common? Um... Oh, fine, what something languages I know? I can't believe I didn't write that down. We're going to say it's Elvish. Yeah. Um, she'll, she'll start in Common, but then she'll try Elvish. She'll sort okay. of... Okay, do, do an intelligence... Do me an intelligence save. Um... 
Um, 11 plus 3, 14. Okay, so you manage to keep your hand on there and you manage, you sort of, this vision of the child flashes back to this wider vista of this plane and um, you try shouting in common, you try shouting in Elvish, uh, but there's no response. And after um, about 60 seconds, you see her face again and this time she says, Hathye. Um, and by now, this um, little Rothgon has appeared on your shoulder. Okay. Um, he's just sort of sat there, big toddler, so his, his hooves are down <laughs> around your neck. Um, and he's kind of like hitting your head, but not obviously you can't feel it because it's not. It's a psychic projection. But he's trying to drum the celestial version of the prayer into your head. Um, mm. So he's giving you the celestial words to use. And she'll she'll do her best to um, kind of copy what he's uh, what he's kind of drumming into her. Okay, so do me an intelligence save. Come on, come on, come on. What did you roll? A twenty. Sorry, that was too high and loud. <laughs> so twenty three so- with the with the with the extra as well. Okay, so great. So yeah, you start to say this prayer and you sort of, the screaming in everyone's head starts to subside and um, you sort of, you you see this, you sort of, it's as if you're flying forward into this city and through these streets until you finally come across this toddler again and the toddler is just now sat. Um. Um... And the screaming stopped. She's going to bend down and she's going to pick up the toddler, if she can. If that's a, is it, or is it just, is it still... It's just, a vision, it's just a vision in your mind. You can't... The, the toddler's not really giving you any rec- recognition yeah. that you're there. Um, but you get the sense that your words have been heard. Okay. Um, she's... She's gonna. She's still gonna try and shout and try and sort of see if she can. Even if there was a projection, she's gonna try and look into the eyes of the toddler, but um, and and call to it using the the celestial that um, Rothgon's sort of projecting. She's just gonna keep saying it, um, and and hope that hope that it picks it up. So all you can now all you can now hear is the entire. Um, call uh, to the sisters, but it's in Celestial now. So you now do know that. That is now your knowledge. You know you could speak the call in Celestial. But as as the sort of screaming sort of finally finishes, the psychic link's broken and you're back in this. Okay. Okay. And she'll she'll kind of remove her hand. but I feel like she would have been just like screaming this out loud as well um, as as she held as she held her hand to the um, to the stone, um, and then she's just going to stop and like pant um, and just say she she stopped screaming. She heard it. She heard me. It's a very pretty singing. 
I have not heard you do the singing before. It was very pretty. I did not understand it. But now I, whatever it was, it was obviously good because there is now no screaming in my head. Did the child say anything to you? He said, I heard, I heard Aksaru and, and Hath Ye or something. I don't know what it means, though. Does that mean so anything? You, you know those are two words in Celestial and they're um, more and this. More and this. More. So there's, there are two, there are two words from the middle of the, yeah. the prayer. Oh. So she was, she was saying the prayer. You saying, yeah. recited the prayer back to her. It stopped the screaming. But we need to go to hell and help her. I think so. Okay. Well. As I said, somebody I know might probably know how to get to her. One small problem. This island's literally surrounded by water and there's no boats and there's no clear way off this place. Zombies float. Yeah, I'd never tried using there was a boat before, but... I have. I, I, I set one on fire, not a zombie, but a corpse. I set the corpse on fire and then pushed it around the sewer. That floated. The closer yeah. we get to Domania, the more inhospitable the weather's going to get. I don't think us riding corpses across ice seas is going to be uh, safe. Wait, but there was there was a ship in the dark. Oh, I, did it? Was did yeah. that fire as well? It might be on fire. Maybe. Oh, 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 uh, uh, Ratsnick, you took lots of books from the library. Maybe there is a spell or something that could help. I mean, yeah, if we're stuck here, probably yeah, give me some time. I'll see what I can find. Maybe I'll head back up to the library. Um, Rothgon will offer to help. He must know his way through a magical book or two. Okay, yeah, so you go back up through the metal door, past the big uh, sort of pinky-purple um, geode, and up the stairs yeah. um, to the um, library where the little fox is still trying to get at the tiefling on the roof. <laughs> Maybe it's worth asking uh, Gareth upstairs. No, his name wasn't Gareth. He didn't tell me his name. Gareth was the name of another tiefling, apparently. That is a very <laughs> silly name. Um. Now you're called Richard. My assumption is all tieflings have really normal names. Paul, <laughs> John. <laughs> it will have to be you, though, Rothcon, because um, when he when he speaks, all I hear is ma ma ma. <laughs> I mean, he should be able to do common as well. Is oh. a second language. I mean, I can come okay. in. I understand your demon speak. It's pretty good. Well, yeah, but we're also searching the books. Yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> uh, see, see what it is. Maybe someone needs a stabbing. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll psychically connect with you if you needed translations and stuff. I can help. Okay. Uh, she's going to shoot me up the top of the rough gone on your shoulders. Hey. <laughs> Who is going to have stopped at the dwarf and will ask the dwarf? No, you ran no, away. Oh, yeah, the ran dwarf, went, dwarf went. Ran away. Oh, well. Let's hope the screaming stop for him as well. <laughs> Who do you want to go with, Paul? Paul? 
Uh, okay, yeah. so where are you all? So Rothgon's on the roof. Luke is looking at books. Yeah. No, 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 Rothgon and Luke are both doing books. So Rothgon. Okay. Rothgon and, and Morn's gone, gone to the roof. Morn's gone to the roof. Toddler Rothgon on her shoulders. As long as she doesn't go outside of four months from me, I can keep a psychic link with her if there needs to be any translations. Okay. Uh, fairly so... confident it should be common. Blue and yes, you... Okay, so Blue and Morn, you get onto the roof. And uh, yeah, there is a teethling. Um, he has got guardians swirling around him. He says, go away, in common. Hello, tiefling. You have nothing to fear from us. We have, um, we are trying to work out how to get rid of um little fox that will set fire to you. Do you um, bring the little fox? No. Why would we mm. bring the fox when we knew it was going to kill you? And we we're trying to be your friend. Oh, the acting. Yes. Um, we we do not know. Uh, we do not know uh, how little foxes got here. Um, but we saw them, and they seem to be setting fire to things. But in order to get you out. Um, we have to know how to get off island, because there don't seem to be any boats. Is there something magic? Boats burned. Yes, I know. I just said they, they burned. Um, what about any other way? The summoning stone would help if any of us had left the island with a piton. A piton? What? Somewhere. Uh, the, the pointy things that are in the boxes downstairs? Yes. We would have had to have planted them somewhere else. And we haven't. If they're meant to be, I could count them and see if you're missing any. You would have to have been the one that planted it. Well, that is not helpful. We can helpful. use it to return here once we leave. Well, we no, we don't want to return here. We want to get out of here. Uh, um, but toddler off gone on Morn's head. Domania, ask about Domania. That's where we need to go. Oh, yes. So we're trying to get to Domania. Um, is there any way we could get there? We want to go and see Daddy Harkness. If you've got a boat. I do not have a boat. I have told you this. You're infuriating. There is no way off the island. What do you, you, the boats have burned. Domania is several weeks sail from here. How will we get there? There is no way off this island. You've got an entire library of, of, of stuff downstairs. You're, you're creatures of magic. I don't know. What have you got? Have you got spells? We, we, the only way for us to teleport is to use the summoning stone, which won't work because none of us have left a piton somewhere else. We're stuck on this oh, island. And I there. am stuck on this roof. You're not dead. You should be grateful. Maybe I... Maybe I envy the dead. <laughs> Aren't you, aren't you part of this cult that's trying to sort of maintain life forever or something? We heard the cry. We came to investigate. Oh, did you make, you did not make little toddler cry? We do not know why she screams. We do. <laughs> mm, very good. 
Um, so Rothgon and Ratsnick, you realise there are hundreds and hundreds of books here and there might be something you could possibly find, but there's nothing, there's no summoning, no conjugation, there's nothing. It's mainly around necromancy and soul magic. Um, um, but it's going to, you know, it could take you days or weeks to search through this library. Mm-hmm. Is, but you said there's something here that could help us. I mean, you don't know. There's nothing obvious. There's no obvious books that would help you. They're not about, they don't, none of these books cover that sort of magic. The end of the Uh, season, uh, we are just trapped on this island forever. (laughs) Um, um, You can um, identify magics. I've got a little bit of that sort of stuff in my book. Is there a way of maybe working together to be able to uh, pinpoint something that would actually be helpful? Um, what are we talking? Uh, transmutation? Conjuration? Um, not a lot of my head, unless you want zombies, but no. Um, no luck. Let me see what he's doing upstairs, I'm... though. Did you say he was chanting first time you saw him? Mm, I not when I was there, but Morn heard a voice. Uh, give me a second, <laughs> and then just knocking on Morn's head. What did you hear the tiefling saying when you came up first time? Oh, I did not understand it. It was lots of um, kind of guttural, roary noises. It sounded a bit like draconic, but he's not draconic, so that's normally infernal. I don't understand infernal. Ask him. Uh, excuse me, um, Mr. Person who is not Gareth. What is your name? Justin. Justin. Okay. Um, oh, you're saying something just before um, Mr. Zorthcon. Uh, Richard, I came to talk to you. You were saying something. What were you saying? I was casting spirit guardians. Oh, I see. Sorry, baby Rothcon. Uh, and then Rothcom will pass that back to uh, that snake. Um, it was casting spirit guardians. So what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say now, because we're this is the end of our time. Because <laughs> we can't figure out how to get off the island. What I'm going to say is that um, you spend time questioning Richard. You can't get Richard in off the roof because not the Richard, fox. Justin. Sorry, Justin. Justin. You can't get Justin in off the roof because the fox won't let you. Um, Ratsnick and Rothgon spend days and weeks studying the books. Um, they learn a lot, but they don't discover any way off of the island. Um, you eventually find the mech dwarf who is uh, who has gone down to the coast. The sound has stopped in his head, and uh, he has started to make a shelter um, where the port was from old bits of burned wood. And um, you start to think you might have to make a life here on the island. That's good. And that's where we're going to finish. Ransnick is fine. He has his tower in the middle of nowhere. So... Wait, are there there any party rings on this island? Because, like, I've got some here, but... They're stuck on an island and time passes. That's it. (laughs) You little shit. Sorry, Moa? See you in six months, guys. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> wow. Okay. Um. <laughs> so I, no, I, I, I suppose I rather than imagining our our characters in mortal peril, we're just imagining them what they'd be like on a desert island. <laughs> It's sort of it's uh, and the more you're there, actually, the snow's gone, and it's more like a sort of a Scottish, Scottish island or a sort of um, island you might find in sort of uh, North America somewhere. Wow, yeah. Mon's gonna have to work out how to bake. Hmm? <laughs> I do love the fact that we've got six months to plan what they've been up to six months <laughs> on the island. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Oh, you all thought there was going to be this climactic end. I like so it. Wary, like to do anything. It's why I was desperately trying to drill information out the door. I was like, we're going to have some massive combat, and we're all going to be left in peril. <laughs> well, you're never predictable, Paul. We'll give you that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my blonde, like, my blonde hair would have grown out. I would have got wicked purple roots in six months. <laughs> nice. Yeah, watch out for Hero Forge. <laughs> oh, yeah, guys, that is it. That is it. I'm not joking. That is it. That is it. That's where we're leaving them. They are, they are deserted on this island. Uh, Ratsnick is probably the only one who's happy about this situation. Um, I imagine Blue is climbing the walls. She has the call to save a child but cannot leave the island. Um, uh, and I know Morn and Rothgon, you've got time to investigate what these gravestones are about and, and, and what they're, what, um, you know, and uh, try and keep Justin alive. Um, and uh, yeah, so we will be back to the Justice League sometime in the summer. And yeah. we're going to have a little break over Christmas, but watch our YouTube channel. And there's going to be some content released on there, um, which we'll probably release on uh, maybe as a podcast as well, if, if the quality is good enough. Um, and uh, yeah, but come back on the 9th of January for uh, Beyond the Ashes. From the Ashes. Oh, the ashes. From the Ashes. Whoa. No, from the Ashes. <laughs> uh, who gets, no, who gets to say it? Oh, I get to say it. I get to yeah, say it. Uh, yeah. Do it. So, guys, um, have a lovely uh, Christmas and holiday time. And uh, remember, all through the period, roll the damn dice. Ratnik raises a haunted rug. Foxes set tieflings on fire. Can Roscon forgive his evil dad for calling him Richard von Ryder? Do we go wild and save the, save the screaming child? What if she's really a baddie? Will Roscon pass a constitution save if Morn calls Harkness daddy? <laughs> Amazing. Oh. oh, I'm really pleased that Morn's picked up Daddy Harkness because I can't say it because it's <laughs> weird. But for Morn to run with that, I'm so happy. <laughs> but it's it's perfectly an innocent thing to Morn. Yeah, right. But it's Harkness. Have yeah. a wonderful Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Bye. 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 Bye.